Ladies and gentlemen and in-betweeners, I'm your host, Alexander Rodriguez, here for On The Rocks Radio Show, where celebrities and cocktails mix tonight. 40 is the new 30? Let's find out tonight with the faces between, or between, behind, well, there's some faces between, uh, the new 30 series with our hottie actors, Dewan Johnson from Bosch, Latin Spice, Dennis Mencia from Jane the Virgin, and writer-director Walt Bost with my special guest co-host, film director, poet, Arthur uh, G. Strangeway. No stranger to having her way, by the way. We also have cover and runway model here, Stephen Daler, with his pop culture report. Whew. So raise a glass and let the drinks begin. Thank you for being Life is a banquet, and most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. This is On The Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities, and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and, and that's about it. So pop a court, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On The Rocks, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Fasten your seatbelts. It is going to be a bumpy night. I bought an extra bottle of vodka. Buttons and bows and pantyhose. So much caliente-ness tonight. And if that's not a word, I just made it a word. Everybody's making up words nowadays. Why not? Uh, speaking of 40 is the new 30, uh, and 30 is the new uh, whatever. We haven't determined what that is. I just want to apologize. I have a patch here on my sideburn. I filled it in with eyeshadow because I had a gray hair, and I was like, well, let me just plug that out. <laughs> I plucked everything but that gray hair, and I had like a hole in the side, my side. I'm like, 40 is the new, 30 is the new. It's like, I'm just a mess, whatever age I am. And so I have this new brightening eye gel. You know, like, Steven, are you trying new stuff like all the time, or you have like your set stuff? Yeah, well, my boyfriend loves like face masks and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So we'll always be trying new stuff. Oh, you gays. Yeah. Well, you know. okay. <laughs> that's why we have great skin. <laughs> <laughs> if I wake up with a pillow next to mine, that's that's a miracle. It's usually like a, a taco wrapper or a French fry. Like, anyway, but I have this new brightening, and it swears that it'll tighten everything, and it works for like three to four hours. So I put it on, I put it on, I went out. I didn't realize, so it's like a collagen cover or something. Oh. It actually creates, if you put too much, it creates this whole thing. I looked like I had old age makeup, and I didn't even realize until after I went to my meeting, and I went like this, and I scared the crap out of me, because I, it was like, it was it was awful. Yeah, how was your meeting? What was it called? <laughs> didn't, didn't, put, didn't get the part. It was for season two of the new 30s. Like, are you here for the Golden Girls reboot? <laughs> no, bitch. <laughs> uh, no, but it was uh, Bricknell men's product. It's brightening eye gel. Yeah. It works well if you just do a little dab. I don't know, my insomnia has been so awful. I'm just like Uncle Fester. <laughs> uh, thank you to our sober listeners for tuning in. We love our sober listeners. Thank you for taking care of us, holding our hair back, and driving us home. If drunk texting was a sport, I would be an Olympian. Wah, wah. <laughs> Hello to our listeners across the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, Google Play. Of course, we are Facebook Live on Hillcrest Social in San Diego, True FM in Ohio. Hello, Ohio. And nationally on Bear World Magazine. Rawr, check out my Bear World Magazine. Uh, celebrity interviews, uh, movie reviews, and movie news. This week in my Movie News Monday, uh, I chat about Men in Black is coming back. Did you guys know? Yes. Liam Neeson and Chris Hemsworth are in it, you guys. It's an international. Will Smith's not in it. Tommy Lee, not in it. Oh. Yeah, and it's supposed to come out summer what, 2019. What ever happened to that like, rumor where they're going to do, what was it, The Men in Black and 21 Jump Street? The crossover? Crossover? They, they couldn't make it work with licensing and all that, but that was so. I think they're going to release that as a comic book, by the way. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> also, in, in shocking news, there's going to be another Star Wars spinoff. 
Boba Fett's getting Boba. Boba. Boba, Boba Fett. Boba. Boba. Thank you. Boba. I love a good Boba. <laughs> so now Obi Wan, Lando. Bo- Maybe Boba Fett. BB no. Fett. <laughs> that's that's the gay. That's the gay one. Uh, they're all getting their spinoffs. I thought it was an it was an idea. They have not greenlit. Greenlit. Green Green Obi Wan is going to happen Fett, faster. Yes. Obi Wan is yeah. not Lando yet. Uh, 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 not Lando Maybe. yet. But he's pansexual. Did you hear that? Oh yeah. Sure Mister Glover can be any that. sexual. Sure I they're really going to explore. <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. what, what about the whole thing with where like everyone started to really realize that. Donald Glover and Childish Gambino are the same person. <laughs> and who? Wait. Ch- Childish oh, yeah. Gambino is yeah. the same person. Cardi B did, didn't know. <laughs> like Cardi B didn't know and she posted Cardi about B it. Cardi B part yeah. two over here. Yeah, she, yeah, she, Cardi B posted it. She had no idea. Oh, she knew. Come on. <laughs> That's so racist. They don't all look the same. Come on. Uh, <laughs> uh, and sorry, folks. Clerks 3 is not happening. You're just full of bad news. I know. Then, then do the credit. <laughs> no, I think oh, men, men in Black reboot is hot with Liam Neeson. Chris Hemsworth, hello. Yeah. I mean, Chris even if they just stood there. on the screen, that would be enough. That's a weird pairing. God, you guys are a tough group. That's a, that's a weird. That's pairing. a very odd pairing. It's because we all filmmakers here, and they're is, like, "Give me that budget, I will do something <laughs> special." Is Chris's character just gonna get taken in the whole movies, and Liam Neeson finding him? <laughs> yes. Now <laughs> <laughs> well, that I might say. Yes. <laughs> Things that's are looking really better. I've got a particular <laughs> set of <Yeah>. skills. <laughs> 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 this has that gotten sounds right. much That's really funny. At this point, they'll just like do like the like the Snapchat filter of the glasses on him for Men in Black and use the same lines and everything. Yeah, yeah. By the third take and you're like, just keep her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, by the second. I can't stand children as it is. I would be like, take her. Thank you. Papa's going out tonight. Uh, my mom, Mama Rose, is actually visiting the studio today. She's in the chat room on UBNRadio.com and our Facebook page. Ask her your questions. She will interrupt the show and ask me your burning questions. Please keep her busy because she's close to the vodka and if she's not busy, she's going she's gonna to drunk tweet and I don't need to lose my show. <laughs> wah wah. I, do I get a wah wah? Kurt, wake up! This is what happens when you have straight people helping your show. <laughs> Speaking of straight people, uh, Kurt, do you have a pun for us? He's so punny. Oh, you don't have a microphone. I can't get my mic, so that's You didn't get your karaoke mic? Okay, go ahead and tell me your pun because the audience loves it. What's your pun? What's the difference? What's the difference? Between a well-dressed man. Between a well-dressed man. On a bicycle. On a bicycle. Yeah, and a poor-dressed man. On a unicycle. Something about a spoke? No. He's bespoke? What? A tire. A tire. Uh, <laughs> no, you get no. The answer was a tire, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I get your emails. Huh? Oh my God. As someone that's listening to that, I'll be here is just like, oh, yeah. Reaction. I don't like, wow. Uh, I lost a couple of pretty great. Oh, <laughs> oh there, we yeah. go. there we go. Like us on Twitter and Instagram at On The Rocks On Air. Facebook, if you're still on Facebook, On The Rocks Radio Show. <laughs> Subscribe to us on YouTube. We're now putting our videos on YouTube, although we're still figuring that out. But we're there. I'm just not tagging properly, and there's like 30 people. I know you're there. Click like. <laughs> uh, also visit us on the web, ontherocksradioshow.com. All of our video and audio is there, all in one place. Send me an email. Book me for a wedding, funeral, quinceanera, bris. I don't care. I will show up. Info at ontherocksradioshow.com. A big thank you. Do, do you already need some more, Walt? Do you already need some more vodka? <laughs> Uh, maybe Dennis just is like they usually serve tequila on Jane the Virgin I don't know what's happening here <laughs> uh, a huge thank you to two weekends ago it was one of the craziest weekends I've had all year I officiated a wedding oh. in Santee Alley downtown by the way was it a Did gay you, wedding? It, it was a gay wedding there, there's Shark. a picture I married two bears it was it was <laughs> barely good was that okay? Anyway, uh, that was so bad. Sorry. Strike it. Don't write that one down. Uh, ri- thank you. Yeah. Richard and Rodrigo, it was such a great wedding, and uh, it was such an honor. 
I was on the board for the LGBT Center in mm. Los Angeles, and this youth uh, was part of the homeless center oh. five years ago, and he's turned his life around, um, and he's successful and met the man of his dreams, and it was it was a great wedding. So thank you for that. Then I headed to oh, literally that day. I headed to Overboard at Long Beach Pride. Oh, girl. Mm. So when I show up, there's either two things: either pay me the fee up front, or you make sure that I have open bar for me and my friends. Mm. <laughs> You're going to lose money if you do the open bar part. So here's me. I hung out all night with Andrew Christian, uh, OC Housewives, Peggy Sulehian, uh, and then one of the Chico's Angels. That was one of the craziest <laughs> nights. We had a lot of fun. I cannot show a lot of the pictures we took. <laughs> then the very next day, I ended up on the Reveries podcast panel uh, for Out Web Fest, and that was a lot of fun being there with some of uh, other podcasts. I didn't realize like how serious people take their podcast. I was there like, ah, have a good time. Celebrities and cocktails. And they're like, we are changing the world. And I was like, bitch, please. Please, you have a podcast. <laughs> in a world. Yes. In a world podcast. <laughs> um, and then that night we got to hang out with Joanne Worley at Stan Zimmerman's cast party. I still have a hangover. Oh okay. I want to be part of On the Rocks on the Road. We are coming for you. This summer we are hosting Out at the Fair at California State Fair in Sacramento, San Diego, and New Mexico mm. in Albuquerque, by the way. Make your travel plans and come say hi. We kick off June 9th, which is just in a couple of weeks on the core stage in San Diego. I'm on stage for June, eight June hours. 9th. That's like next week. It's in two weeks. Please tell me it's two weeks. <laughs> I got I to gotta cinch up. <laughs> Pride's next week, isn't it? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it, it's, oh, it's yes. two weeks. Uh, sure, please, yeah. Um, oh. And then we'll be in New Mexico. Uh, I don't know when. Oh, September 9th. Uh, Sacramento. <laughs> I blocked Sacramento out, so I don't know when I'm going to be there. But I will be there. Uh, let me introduce my besties for the night. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> G. G. Strangeway, film director, author, and poet. She creates from the margins of gender, orientation, and circumstance. Her stories ride the shoulders of the misunderstood anti-hero, which I love, exploring uh, the crash zones between society and self, the physical and the existential. Yes, I did not write that. I can't even talk that well. <laughs> um, her, sh uh, her LGBTQ short film, Nune, uh, which you guys have to have to watch it. Um, it's, it's become a fan favorite. Mm. Um, it draws on the sacred bond of first love between two ladies uh two two youth ladies i yes. i might add uh because sexuality and youth it's happening so you better pay attention uh her cinematic <laughs> style emerges in her written work her hybrid graphic novel and adapted screenplay red is blue which i binge read last night by the way usually i cheat and i'll read like a little bit or i'll watch one episode or something I'm like oh god i loved it well this was a page turner i literally couldn't put it down it's a love story that happens in the 80s in a high school uh between two ladies and i was like lesbians ooh. okay but it's a really really good story and uh I loved it. So you guys have to read that. And it's it's kind of a hybrid with a little graphic novelness going yes. on, but it's not an exact depiction of what you're reading. It's kind of uh, an artistic expression of what you're reading. And it's so intoxicating. Literally, it was like, okay, you're on the last page. I'm like, what? Uh, so you, you have to do that. Um, it's kind of like Lord of the Flies meets Romeo and Juliet meets West Side Story. And then a little, unfortunately, Bowling for uh, Columbine. Um, <laughs> oh, Columbine. We really want to yeah. read that. No, I mean, but no, because... Where's, where's the one? Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's not a, a happy-go-lucky book. And what's happening in our nation, we're not political, but yeah. there's like a shooting every time you turn on the TV. Oh, I see, I see, so I this see. book is very relevant. Um, and some hot sex scenes, I might add, between two ladies. I was like, Can you pass the moved? book this way? Let me just... <laughs> the vodka or the book? Either way. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> pick, up, pick up your copy. And you can actually read it on Kindle as well. But oh. get the book. When you hold a book, it's, it's the experience is so much better. Uh, she grew up in Denver, Colorado, is a 
Vietnamese uh, by descent, fled Vietnam, by the way. She had a chance to go to France or USA. Thank God she came to USA. She loves fries, so we're friends automatically. Mm -hmm. Lived in New York. French fries. French fries. What what other fries are there? Spanish fries? (laughs) How do you know Spanish? She wears a little sombrero. Freedom Freedom fries. Yes. Freedom. Honduran fries. Yes. Honduran fries are just plantains in a a costume. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? Yes. Color me in. Right? Uh, But she has been in Los Angeles for the last five years. She's been quoted as saying, and Walt, you'll love this, filmmaking is the hardest thing a person can do. The Mm. only thing harder than that is doing laundry. Woo! Mm. Welcome, G. (laughs) (laughs) Also joining us, Stephen Daler, a regular part of our On the Rocks family and our resident pop culture correspondent, which I love because he'll text me. It'll be two in the morning and be like, did you hear? (laughs) Did you hear the news? It's like being in Bye Bye Birdie, right? And I, I love it. So he, keep, he keeps he keeps me relevant. You know, the new 30, he's keeping me the new 30 so I can, you know, know what the kids are talking about. See? <laughs> yes. Uh, he's a cover model and a runway model, having appeared in magazines all over the world mm. for many products and fashion wow. campaigns. He's been featured on the cover oh. of international okay. men's magazine DNA and is one of the main faces and bodies for Marco Marco fashion design and is a favorite on Marco's runway. Most recently, he was front and center for the new campaign by Modus Vivendi. And not only is he a model, oh, and he was on RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, by the way, last week. Not only is he a model, but he's a consummate piano player. Check out his clips on YouTube. He plays classical music shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> really? And he has been quoted yes. as saying, yeah, no, really, it's beautiful. I'm just practicing in my apartment. No, no big deal. Oh. oh, yes, as we all do. When I practice, I'm wearing like a robe and slippers. <laughs> like a cigarette dangling out of my mouth. Classy. Stephen has been quoted as saying, my eyes are up here. Just kidding, that's not true. <laughs> Please welcome Stephen Daler. Thank you, thank you. All right, these two are going to keep me on track for today. Um, so, G, I just have to say, your work is 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 very political without being political, which I know you really subscribe to. You like to be apolitical. Yes. You don't like to subscribe to, I'm a lesbian, or I'm this, or I'm that. You don't like labels. Right. So besides that aspect of your work, which is very important, especially in today's climate and with our youth being so lost, uh-huh. um, <laughs> that's funny? Gee. Oh, gee. <laughs> gee, that's strange. Get it? Oh. Well, I, I actually, it's the opposite. The youth is, aren't the ones that are lost. It's that the say. adults are the ones okay. that are lost, yeah, the, and the youth yeah. are the ones that are yeah. like telling us, like, this needs to change. Exactly. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. The youth yes. knows what's up. The youth are yep. getting it right yeah. now. They've just been told they're lost for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, funny because I know my generation from the LGBT community, which I'm not going to say which generation, um, let's just say hi, I, I had a Nintendo. <laughs> um, but we complain. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> not, not even a Super Nintendo? Fine, it was Super. <laughs> it was Grande Nintendo. It was a knockoff. Grande. Yeah, Grande Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my generation uh, has complained that the youth didn't know what it was like to to be uh, to have no gay characters on TV. They don't even know who Judy Garland was. They don't know what Stonewall is. Mm. They don't really, especially in Los Angeles, they haven't seen face-to-face, like bullying or, or, or uh, genderism or, or any of that. Is that well, a bad now, thing? Well, no, but now they're having to go through it. Now with laws that are being reverted back to, uh, you know, the civil rights movement, uh, and we're going back in time, now the youth is starting to think about their well-being, mm. right? So we're kind of having, unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, they're having to be smart. Anyway, we're getting out. Tr- I don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, what the, f- <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> but your work besides having... Think of the children. Yeah, think of the children. <laughs> can't stand children. <laughs> oh, God, I really can't. Like, I can't even pretend. Uh, if you have a kid, you are defriend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but besides that, your work is such, uh, is such a mashup of different 
influences, such as Red is Blue goes from poetry mm-hmm. to, to the music, the poetry that's in the music lyrics, mm-hmm. to being like a graphic novel-ish, uh, mm-hmm. um, to being a screenplay where we see the interior mm-hmm. and it's being told by that, and then we're inside the character's brain. What were your artistic influences growing up? And I know that you were shifted fleeing from Vietnam, mm-hmm. being displaced, growing up in Colorado, which was a very dark time, right. for being bullied, for being Asian, mm-hmm. dealing with your sexuality. Right. So what did you escape to in terms of your artistic, what was your artistic safe haven? What was my artistic safe haven? Yeah, and like your influences, like, oh, I listened to this, or I watched this movie, and I felt good, and it influenced Music. Me. Music. Mm. Music, I think, saves people's lives, I think, that's true for any youth you know it's like when it just speaks to the youth like your alienation everything you feel and I think um, a large component of my book is actually a lot of 80s music but not the happy kind that everybody was enjoying (laughs) in their convertibles (laughs) while they're having sex in the back seat or driving a prom they were the music of not at the same time yes (laughs) (laughs) I was playing with a light bright (laughs) (laughs) there were music from the underground that we escaped to where you saw you know gay kids kissing for the first time boys wearing dresses and girls wearing suits and you know weird shit and it was cool you mm. know so music you know when you listen to music it like it takes you out of your brain and for some reason all my ideas come from listening to music mm. and not not that I listened to music and wrote this book but sometimes when I write a scene I'll actually listen to music and get into what the character is feeling during that particular time and then the ideas would come. And what I loved is that I could understand the character from the very first time they were introduced in the first few sentences. Really? I felt that I could feel what they were feeling. I knew exactly who they were, from the bullies of the school to the cheerleader to, to the girl in the trench coat who was, who was misunderstood or perfectly understood. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something what I loved about the new 30s series. You guys had an instant chemistry. I knew what was happening. I felt that the story that I was already in part of the story. It wasn't presented to me. I mean, I was already in it, whether oh, I, you cool. know, I wanted to that's it great. or not. One of your fans sent me an email. I want to know, what is your creative process? Do you just sit there and meditate and an idea comes and you start writing? Or what is, what is your creative process from when yeah. you finally put pen to paper or fingers to keyboard? Process? I never really thought about it. Oh. How does that happen? How does the magic happen, G? Music. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, like, do you listen... Maybe smoke a little bit. And then <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you did right now. <laughs> Do you hear the music playing right now? <laughs> the clowns are laughing. Come on, Come on, Come on G. You have such a Howard on, Stern G, deep voice man, man, man. I know, right? <laughs> Usually my shows are like, hey, girl. <laughs> we have like real men here today. It's like, oh, God. No, I, uh, you know, it's really weird. It's more like, um, you know how they say, like, kids, they're always in this other world and they're in a state of wonder. And I try to do things that put me in that state of wonder. And uh, music does that. It puts you in a state of wonder. Like, you know, strange things would happen. Like, I, for a while, I was driving up and down Olympic Boulevard a lot next to um, passing Los Angeles High School. And I'd be driving around like weird times at the night, you know, because that was the road I was taking for a while. And every time I go by, I would like have this scene in my head, you know, like the the image of the sign, you know, the LED sign yeah, of the school. Oh yeah. mm-hmm. And then it would just like put me in the state of wonder. And I'd, I'd drive it through enough times that I would get, you know, the 
the uh, fanatic Kimberly closeted cheerleader that's in the book. And we get her lines while I'm driving down by that school. And one time I like I would drive by and I would just would see stuff like, you know, uh, you know, beat the Romans or something like that. I'm like, Romans, that's cool. You know, the Romans, it's like war, you know. Mm -hmm. And I would I actually put the Romans in that book from driving down the street. So life experiences when you're writing, I don't know if it's true with you, Walt, when you're not texting, but... No, I'm not texting. I, <laughs> he's writing this scene right now. He's like, he's I'm, like, I'm, listen, I'm listening to you <laughs> <Yeah>. because <laughs> what it, I was going yeah. to chime in and said when I wrote The New 30, and I make let me make clear that I co-wrote, I had a co-writer, John uh, Sobrak. Yeah. We would send it back together. But when I wrote my you know my side of things and then I sent it to him, I listened to music. Ah, uh, cool. I listened to a band called Hammock. Uh-huh. And... Um, that was really important to me to depending on what scene I was writing, right. I would find the right music because that that really does help. Yeah. You put, so put are we just going to pretend space. like the shade didn't just happen there? I literally not texting. Like, <laughs> We're just going to mull past that. Put a bunch of Romans in season <laughs> two. I really did. I really did look up Hammock on Spotify because I wanted to remember the name of the band. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh. <laughs> totally Girl, true. she's had a rough life. She could cut us oh. all. In like a <laughs> I just want to get back to it. <laughs> no, but music it does. It was a long weekend, girl. <laughs> for, for all of us. But a music does have a scientific music. effect on your brain. In fact, uh, people who have Alzheimer's or dementia, they can sing what they sang in a choir from years ago mm -hmm. or it affects when they torture people they'll play heavy metal music yeah. or you know whenever we hear something that's why we like we cry i know when i do a play or something and it's intense i have a playlist for every play and that's mm -hmm. i just sit because it does it plays with your heart that's what reggae music does it literally sinks the beat of your heart and that's where that jump rum comes from <clears throat> but you've also been in like your filmmaking was inspired by a dream you had too right Oh, that's a long, deep story. I'm apolitical, oh. and I also don't know if um, you want to get into weird, esoteric, spiritual shit. It doesn't shit. have to be long. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> you, mean, you mean the dream about how I found out I was a filmmaker? Yes. Oh, Ooh. shit. All right. Well, you know... 30-second pitch. No. Okay, oh, you know... Elevator. Have you guys, heard, you guys ever heard, like, about shamans, how they have the big dream, the difference between a regular dream and a big dream? Do you guys know about that? Is that when you wake up wet? <laughs> <laughs> There's a chapter in Red is Blue. It's, not, like it's called a big dream, not a big heart on. <laughs> big dream, not wet dream. Wet. Oh. Oh. I saw that movie last night. This is so hard to keep. It was not big and wet. It was just big. All right, carry on, carry on. <laughs> well, I had a big this dream. This is a classy show, y'all. <laughs> I had a big dream, and that was... Um, <laughs> You know, big dreams are like archetypal dreams where, you know, like your mother is not your mother. She could be like the Virgin Mary, but she looks like your mother, you know, that kind of thing. And so I, I had this. <laughs> True story. Never That's my mom. <laughs> we got Guadalupe in there. <laughs> Mama Rose. Two bottles of wine. Yeah. <laughs> so basically I had a dream that I was at the an, an ocean and there were like blue elephants swimming in the ocean and everything was blue and this my father appeared but it didn't feel like my father it felt like you know like god or something and he came up to me and he delivered this huge tripod that was so heavy and like it was like from the very first time film was invented mm. and he gave it to me and uh it was just like this really sacred experience and i didn't know what it meant so at that time i was like really suicidal and depressed you know and i was like in my late teens and someone sent me to a dream therapist 
And he kind of saved my life because he started interpreting all my dreams. And he basically said to me that he asked me what the dream meant to me. And I told him, well, you know, I've been fooling around with making films and stuff, but I'm just too scared to do it. I'm just an Asian girl. I don't have like Hollywood money. I don't know how to make films. I don't want to move to LA or New York. It seemed impossible. But he, he basically interpreted and said, well, you know, that's your calling. And, you know, if you if you don't do it, you know, you basically might just go crazy. Mm. So that's my dream. And you went crazy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are Gee, today. <laughs> and it's all my book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I mean, so you, you have the graphic novel. Uh, you have the book of poetry, which is beautiful. And that, there's a YouTube clip of G uh, reading one of her, her poems with some imagery. And it's actually very soothing. There is? By the way, yes. Is it Stephen shirtless <laughs> playing piano? <laughs> and it's me in the background just doing jazz. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to look at the trailer for, uh, for uh, Nune. So this is a short film. What I loved in one of your interviews that you did is that you were very honest. You had this idea and you're like, well, I know it's, it can't be this huge motion picture. So many people come to LA and they're like, I'm going to make this big blockbuster motion picture, blah, blah, blah. And that's where they keep chipping at. And it's like, girl. But you said, you know, I can, th this is keep a good short real. film. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, and so you put your idea into a short film, a uh, very successful short film, by the way, very well received. Uh, let's let's take a look at the trailer for <clears throat> Nune. I want to go someplace where nobody knows I want to be free. You know what? Why don't you make a foundation for freaks? If you want to be nice, you might as well enterprise on it and make lots of money. Kimberly, sometimes people who appear to be really stupid are actually geniuses. What if she's autistic? Who cares? <laughs> Everybody knows that autistic is just another word for special ed. I ain't got no money for them drugs that make people happy. Painkiller. She's cute and all. But she ain't nothing but a tease. Brianna's not gay. I mean, because she'd tell you, right? I think you like my dark side. Pain. You can't kill pain. Pain don't die. Nune, you guys. And you can actually <laughs> stream it online as, as well. Um, you have a gay brother. You never really... <laughs> How do you know that? Girl, I do research. I got research on y'all, by the way. Nothing he safe. gets real thorough. Yeah. Oh. Keep talking about G. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you never really had to come out because you just never hid your sexuality. You also grew up in a Vietnamese family. Mm -hmm. The email I got, we have we have a lot of listeners uh, from the Latino world uh, because of some of the people that we've had, and I'm Latino, believe it or not. Um, what? And so the question is, is how do you deal, uh, how can you be a proud, uh, proud of your sexuality while you also have this family obligation to culture and tradition, right? Uh -huh. um, how do you meld that and how do you survive that kind of cultural oppression of your sexuality? You've fucked tradition. <laughs> well, I did a priest once. <laughs> your mom's in the other oh room. Oh my God! Mm. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yeah. 
This like, is awkward. <laughs> he was in a priest costume. So, okay, anyway. great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but that is your advice. But but there's also that need that you have to be part of your family. Like you want to go to Thanksgiving you, and you want to do that. No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't. You got to live your life and you have to do what you got to do and fuck tradition. Oh. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that's your time of youth. You live it 100%. You do the shit you got to do. Take care of what your needs are. Find out who you are. Do your thing. And then when you get mature and old enough, you can always go back and apologize. I like that. Or your family could miss you and then change some of their beliefs. I was very hard on my family. My mom went through a lot of shit, and I wasn't there for her. She had near-death experiences. She was very ill. I disowned my family for a long oh. time. When I was old and mature enough, I came back and I took care of them. And we made peace. Well, that takes some guts. I mean, number one, fleeing your country, having mm-hmm. pretty much nothing, then being displaced to Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. Um, dealing dealing with that, uh, you've you, you've been through it. Yeah. Uh, but you're turning it into art. You're turning it into something positive to inspire people. So thank you for that. Oh, thank that you. was so schmaltzy. Oh, I'm not usually like nice, right, Stephen? <laughs> yes, this is true. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a girl, kind of. <laughs> Believe me, I think I'm more girl than you are, girl. <laughs> girl. I was gonna say, look at yeah. the queen sitting next to you. Right now. <laughs> I'm a blouse. I'm a feminine top. <laughs> true story. Uh, so, what's next for G? What's next for me? Um, I really want to. I I don't want to blow it, but I really would oh. love to make a transgender oh, oh, film. Just because mm. I love androgynous people, and I was like looking through some photos and I found this beautiful girl and I realized she was transgender and I'm like, I'm going to write a story about you. So that's what I would love to do next. Well, one of my favorite characters in Red is Blue is is that androgynous Katana? Katari. Katari, yes. In- and again, one of the characters that I instantly could picture and like fell in love with. Yeah. Yeah. Cool dude. Uh, where can people find out more about Red is Blue and Nune? Uh, Redisblue.com and Nune, just do hashtag Nune movie. And that's N-U-N-E. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, you're going to stick around. You're going to help me uh, interview these 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 crazy kids. Really? Okay, I'll try. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> to get things going, Stephen Daler, you are going to inform us what has been happening in pop culture. We're all going to give our opinions. This is... This Nothing. Is, this Nothing's is, this, this is my favorite. Yes. <laughs> right. Slow Nothing. day. Slow yeah. day. ever happens in pop culture. Kurt, let's Slow give Stephen his, 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 his intro. <laughs> Pop on the Rocks, your daily dose of Daler with your host, Stephen Daler, bringing us the latest dish in pop culture. Take it away, Stephen. I'll be in the corner drinking. True story. <laughs> and there you are. As yeah. he's sipping right now. <laughs> How much can I get it? Okay. All right. Take it away, girl. Uh, feels nice to be back, by the way. <laughs> it's always nice to have you. It's always a good time. Um, all right, so I'm going to start off the Pop Culture Report with uh, Christina Aguilera. Um, she's finally decided to return after telling her, Ooh. you know, her fans for five years that this, you know, her album's coming out next year, next year, next year. It just kept going further and further and further back, and now she officially has her return to music um, with her with their album Liberation, which is. Um, Releasing on June fifteenth. Oh, that's soon. I didn't realize it was so soon. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. It's like right around the corner. And she just announced the tour, and she had a performance with uh, Demi Lovato uh, with their song "Fall in Line." Did you guys see that performance? I mean, but Demi Lovato, <clears throat> no. though. Okay, you okay, Kurt? <laughs> Kurt, 
Okay, let, let's hear this but. part because I'm with you. I'm like, uh, uh, I mean, but it's like, is she in pain? Like, what's happening? But isn't Christina makeup free now or something like that? Oh, uh, well, I mean, doing, like, well, a new well she, she was like, the, like that was part of like her the, the aesthetic that for the oh, album, natural. like She's, all natural, kind of like right. what Kesha did. But yeah. um, I think that for this, She's perform- slowly going back to. It. I, I think this performance <laughs> she has makeup on. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think, like, I don't think I don't think that was like a blank statement. Like I'm never oh, gonna wear makeup uh, ever again. See that now that would have been. Let's just be honest. Her makeup person called out sick. All right. Oh my God, she, she's Doesn't one of the best. Doesn't even singers. look like her. Uh, all right, so she sounds good. We're gonna yeah. fast forward to to the little to all the runs. Yeah. She does. yeah, here, right, yeah, like for a minute. Yeah. So where they're they, both where they start like this, yelling at each yeah. other. And this is where I was. <laughs> all the runs. Well, you kind of expected that to happen between the two of them. But there's good, and then there's this. That's good. Right. And then. Here it goes, the battle. Oh, she's flat. Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, it must be intimidating to trying to keep up with Christina. I mean, because you know that's what she's trying to do. You get that paycheck, you better sing those notes. <laughs> oh, oh, did you hear that? Yeah. Okay, all right. But, <laughs> but remember, remember when Christina did the Whitney Houston tribute? Yes. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Ouch. Okay, number one. Well, what do you? Well, <laughs> but, but Let like, me tell you something. Well, what do you think of like the like the music so far that's being released? I'm just I'm kind of over this like slow pop that the girls are doing right but now. But you said it, Stephen. Kesha started it with her ballady storytelling, and now it did really well for her. That's not what every person should do. No. Just like you guys know, as filmmakers, you can't make the same movie that other people like are doing. doing. Like right. who? Like who else is making the slow ballady that you're thinking? Well, that's that's what I was saying. Like Kesha did it. I mean, like Selena. Beyonce. Beyonce. Like, First just, of all, I don't recognize Kesha because from the black world it's Keisha and so she can come up with that and I stopped just playing it's called Keisha I got a cousin and it used to actually it actually used to be called Key Dollar Sign that's what I'm saying and then since they're trying to trip and play I'm like you guys it was Key EBT I'm not I will not recognize that until she says my name is Keisha Keisha that's when her rap album drops but then you'll like Britney because that's what she calls her when she was doing her duet with her she's like I never I like to thank Keisha. Right. <laughs> uh, but the, but that's the but trend. But Christina are, can do it. We've heard this. Are before. we kind of past Christina and Kesha? And oh my God! Well, get out. Get I mean, out. really? Well, I mean, well, honest, well, honestly, well, like I feel like they're struggling to. <sighs> To no. stay. Christina no. has been doing no. it since day one. She's one of the most consummate musicians. Didn't her last album flop? Yeah, but the music was really, really good. Yeah, and she didn't well, get the PR. But I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm not, she, not questioning the music. I'm just saying. I think she like, attests a relevant, lot of it to, to relevant, um, like struggle. She yeah, attests a lot of it to the voice. Uh, she just kind of like threw them uh, under the bus, I guess, and would say that mm-hmm. uh, basically, liber- like liberation is sort of to the voice as dirty was sort of to Disney. It's mm. kind of yeah. like, that's why it's mm. called liberation. Mm-hmm. She felt that she was stagnated with, with the voice. They they controlled her too much. She said so she's in, coming she, back. She said it into an inner voice. No, she's not. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely not. She, she, said say, it, she, her, her, yeah. she was great on it, but her personality didn't fit. Like the the personalities now are all positive, positive. We I love did you. like her but because she was, like, she, <laughs> she was the only person that really told the that's contestants it. 
That's not what they want right now. They I want, know, and uh, I, they, they I miss. It. I miss that. Yeah, apparently they told her no so so much, and that's why she's like the only thing that she felt that she had to say in anything was just her appearance. So this yeah. is why she would like come out in crazy outfits, crazy looks. Yep. That's the only control that she had on the mm-hmm. show, and it was mm-hmm. very. That's this is like liberating for her. Mm-hmm. To you get go, that. girl. We right. believe in you. <laughs> All right, next up. All right, next up. Um, so Nicki Minaj over the weekend, when a fan uh commented on um an Instagram post asking if she's dating, <laughs> she's dating Eminem. That's she so just weird. Re- she just responds with like a simple yes. Yes. Uh, oh, really? And so just really? so, sort of like trolling everyone. And so her and Eminem were like going back and forth. And he was like saying, like confirming it and just oh, sort that's of. That's funny. But then on Sunday, I guess he um, <laughs> told his, like, he was he was performing for a crowd and said, do you guys all want me to date Nicki Minaj? And they were like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I, th- I agree with that too. I should date her. And he said, we'll talk about it in the future, I guess, Nicki. And then she flirted. So, so they're still flirting. I've got, I don't know if it's just like sort of a PR stunt so that they're going to have like a co- collaboration coming out soon. Oh, no, mm. no. But they probably both met at like anger management class. <laughs> <laughs> Court ordered, right? Her as Roman. Yeah. <laughs> Just angry. And Keisha in the back. <laughs> well, 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 Nikki came under fire a little recently um, with her and Cardi B. Like this mm-hmm. whole feud in the industry where they try to get all these like female rappers against each other. And I guess and Minaj it, is all for it. Well, she'll, I, she'll show up with her Vaseline and like. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess apparently it was a misunderstanding because they had, they were seen having a conversation, like a peaceful conversation at the. The Met Gala, or isn't whatever. it just publicity? Yeah, it, it is. Honestly, I mean, it, is. I mean, it really yeah, is. Like is. people love, yeah. people love the feuds. I guess just to it's keep sort them of, in the news. I don't, I don't yeah. know what Katy Perry's going to do now. Stories are our plans, <laughs> and appearances are planned. They'll yeah. say, "Hey, TMZ, we're going to be here, yep. but they're going to be having a fight here." I know for a fact this happens because sometimes we have to coordinate the show around things like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next on our list is another Star Wars movie. Um, <sighs> Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, premiered this last weekend, and it landed far below expectations. So they, low. They weren't <laughs> so low. You know what? Here's a here's a pun nice. for you, Kurt. You know my dad used to say to me when I was a kid, he's like, Can you play, do you play solo? And I was like, Yeah, he's like, Yeah, can you play solo that I can't hear you? Yeah. And I was like, my mom used well, to do that well, when yeah. I would sing. I get the laughter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they were expecting around 130 to 150. They weren't really expecting really high anyway. What, this time of year, especially after what was Avengers and what came out before that. Um Deadpool was out. Deadpool. Yeah, they kind of have quiet they, place. They kind of have like a blockbuster <clears throat> that's fati- the one fatigue right now. Quiet. No, so they, they only you should one. read my review of a quiet a place. quiet place. You, oh, is that? Oh, I, it's good. Was right? that good or bad? It. it was a B. What? It was a B. Oh. It was okay. I'm gonna give that a no about yeah. the solo. Mm-hmm. There, that's a lie. I'm one of the biggest Star Wars fans. Yeah. It waits until midnight. To but, see I have the original toys, but they did, by the way. But they did only make 103 million this weekend. Yeah. That's no, no. I'm saying only. That's they're all. saying <laughs> that there's blockbuster fatigue. Yeah. yeah. That's a lie. That's I would have. I, I had no. I, didn't see it. I had no. It was just like the the trailer was awful. The music. It was, really, even it the was awful. Yes. It felt yeah. low. Like like, so, like like going through the rumor mill because like I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but my one of my best friends is like massive Star Wars fan, so I always go to him for like asking questions about yeah. it and he says that there's just like a lot of backlash with like the direction that they're taking the yeah. recent movies that fans are just like it doesn't like Rogue Rogue One if we're going to talk about it those were regret I mean we stayed look at this poster if you're looking at this poster who are you who are you really want to see on that poster because Dennis it looks like one of the telenovela posters that, 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 from, from one of your shows yes we want to see Dennis it's like a romance right novel yeah. they're looking at Khaleesi that's what, we're, <laughs> that's what we're looking at on that is Khaleesi I want to see Donald yeah. Glover yeah. she's giving right. it I don't want to yeah. see any of them yeah. like we don't need this story I would see a Lando movie 
That no. I'm not interested nope. in. Nope. No. No. Yeah, really? it's, just, it's maybe no. a little too oversaturated. No. I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever gone to Go a buffet? Where <laughs> <laughs> else? Don't get me started. No. Don't even get me started. <laughs> like, you can only fit so much in your mouth, believe me. Um, but the food is also good, but there's so can much you? of it that you yep. end up going, uh, okay, I'm going to have some toast and call it a day. <laughs> no, I, don't, okay, I mean, again, as a big star, of, I mean, fan of something. <laughs> yeah. Oh! As a big star. Was Duana Diva on sex? As a big star. As a big star. He I is on Bosch. How you doing? Yeah. Um, but as a but as a big huge fan of this 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 genre, I, I feel like if you give me more of the universe, not more. I got to see these people when they're younger. Mm -hmm. I don't really. That's it's I, too you easy. See, so you want it's it to expand get, on yeah. on it instead of just sort of narrowing in on current characters. Because you know what? Here's the thing. It didn't work for part one, two, three. The the um, Natalie Portman. So yeah, why the, would you the, go the, back ugh, there? Ugh. Why would you? Go, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's, that's, that's new, my opinion. I think. New, new material is what you're saying they, they need to have. Yeah. yeah. But they also fired the directors and then hired Ron Howard. Yeah, that's also... I'm sorry, Ron that, Howard is too schmaltzy, too yeah, bleh for me at all. That was also a lot of issues, too. A lot of fans... It was very public, the issues that they were having I want to see the, the, the Chris oh, really? Lord Yeah, it was movie. very public. Everyone oh, knew what was okay. going on. Cool. Sorry. Um, all right. But yeah, all right, on to our next <laughs> subject. So Harvey Weinstein <laughs> was arrested. <laughs> Hollywood scandal. Perp Hollywood walk. scandal. Um, well, I mean... It's a good it's a good starting point, you know. He finally got arrested. It was something that 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 his victims never never thought that was going to happen. I mean, over I honestly never thought it was going to happen. Over 80 women have come forward. 80 women have come forward with allegations against him. Okay, and that's the job a spin-off movie uh, that we have this is the the Weinstein. This that's yeah. It's just yeah, it's crazy the the you know, going to the the head of the issue, but like yeah, it includes Emma Thurman, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh Rose McGowan, very outspoken about um he accused her of raping her at the Sundance Festival. Yeah. Oh my God. Annabella Shiora. Yeah. Yeah. Mira like, yeah. Yeah. Mira, yeah. Mira Savino. He completely just blacklisted her. Um, wow. But yeah, so they, they, yeah, so he was actually, um, he does have rape charges. And he did post the one million dollars bail, which is, does cause a whole nother. That's nothing for somebody like him, by the way. Well, yeah, that's because it's a whole new issue about like, well, you know what? Should we have like cash bail for th things like that? Like mm. he should not be out on the streets just because he can afford a million dollars to get, you know, mm. off. Mm. That's pretty He's going to have serious money low, problems, consider though. Oh, yeah. Allison Mack I mean, was five million. Who was? Allison Mack is five million. Wow. I think. That's that's a crazy story. Oh, yeah, that's that is that a, is nuts. Yeah, yeah. That, that, so you that's know, low for for the yeah c considering yeah considering yeah well because, yeah obviously he still has you know friends in high places mm -hmm. you know so it's and still, I think he has a lot of silent many. friends that we don't know about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, th there's a lot of people that have been complicit in, in mm -hmm. this for for years. Um, even in other situations, I mean, I'm sure you you know of other situations that have been happening in the gay community for years that uh, we know. Yeah. We know a lot of the same. And we're exactly. talking big names too. We're talking about A-list names. We're not talking about Bobby Trendy and <laughs> RuPaul in the corner. Oh, <laughs> we love you, Bobby, and we love you, RuPaul. <laughs> I see Bobby. I see Bobby and uh, all the time walking down the yeah, street. Yeah, he's working at the subway now in Fairfax. <laughs> <laughs> Luxurious! What did he ever do to you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's so funny. He, he was at some big party and he came in with his entourage and he said on the microphone, he's like, I have a ribbon. So I say that as a joke because it's an inside joke with me and nobody else. So whenever I go to a party, people think like I don't know how to speak English and uh. like that's who I really am. I was like, it's a joke. <laughs> anyway. I used to make Courtney. I'd do that whenever we go to an after party. I'd be like, um, does he walk in and be like, I have arrived everyone. Yeah. And then like no one 
one cares and he's like turned around. <laughs> but to like, say this, a rhythm, this is like six years ago. Yeah. When you guys go to your agents uh-huh. uh, next, like walk in and be like, I have a rhythm. <laughs> Let's see how well Did I you know. say a rhythm? A rhythm. A rhythm. Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. Um. All right. And our shady moment of the week. Well, uh, well. So I was going to talk about shows and cancellations and renewals. Uh, for, I was going to talk about Brooklyn Nine Nine, how that show was canceled originally, but there was so much fan backlash. Even Lin Manuel, he talked about it on Twitter, yeah. and so because of the fan backlash, and DeWong did it, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, it did. It so did. it did uh, save the show, and so they decided to renew it. So one of my best friends is on Brooklyn Nine Nine yeah. too. So. Be nice. I don't know. I mean, oh, it's a great show. I mean, I'm for it being renewed. He's just reporting the news. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. Don't, don't, kill, don't down. shoot the message. Just the pop culture. Have you ever <laughs> been to a buffet? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on. Bitch, you guys haven't been just to a buffet in 10 years. <laughs> but shows that have been renewed are, I'm confused. Well, American Idol's been renewed. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Grey's Anatomy, mm. Will and Grace, Cancelled, Once Upon a Time, New Girl, Last Man on Earth. That one was kind of a shocker. People didn't really expect that one to happen. Sign of the And then, you know, the Covered. most current event that happened today uh, in response to Roseanne's uh, racist Ugh. Twitter rant that she went on this morning, uh, ABC did cancel um, Roseanne, even though it was their number one show. She did not see that coming. Did, did we hear that one? Yeah. Well, someone posted, yeah. well, I don't know, like, I, I guess it would be too political to say, but they were just like, oh, you wa- you wanted to see the average Trump supporter, and that's what you saw, That's and that's why the show got canceled. <laughs> just don't be an idiot. Like, obviously, uh, she tweeted. It was very, like, it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, what would you, uh, I don't understand, like, what you would think. I guess, I think the thing is, is that now we're starting to see how comfortable racist individuals are getting where they're y- being very out loud about it thinking yeah. that there's no, not going to be any repercussions because there hasn't been for you know a certain mm. individual but I think this is a huge shift now and other entertainment companies are like oh okay maybe it's not all about the money because the sentiment is worth more and, and things might be getting back on track anyway uh, not to be political but well just just don't but, be an don't idiot you, on Twitter don't be an idiot in life how's that life. Steven don't you think it was just like locker room talk though oh, that yeah, was see, Right. You know, no, well, they're gonna the be, bus. They're, or like they're gonna say, like the First Amendment, freedom of speech. Listen, you can say what no. you want, but uh, there should be consequences if no. There's a responsibility yes. when yes. you're that big, and so. when you're a business owner, mm-hmm. it puts yeah. you in a different yeah. responsibility. Light. You know, it yeah. Really is. Oh, yeah. The locker room talk was a. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Last time I was in the locker room, I was taking right, right, ballet right, right, right. at Chattanooga University. I, 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 Trump I hated locker rooms. I got in there yeah. real quick, and real, uh, no, I did not like locker rooms when I was in high you school. You guys, his transition Tuesday, his before and after, is literally short hair and long hair. Like my transition, transition. Tra- I, the, the, the transition Tuesday that I the transforma- oh, trans- transformation, transformation, transformation Tuesday I post. I post the photo that's after high school. Still, it's like I'm 18. I'm like, oh, you poor thing. You had to endure looking like that. Oh, I want to see it. You're I want to see it. I, I will say this as we, as we land this ABC thing is I say well played ABC because what they've done is they fired her so publicly for that racist um, you know comments that any other network that aligns themselves with exactly that right. is you know automatically you're going to get sponsors that are going to like pull out. Yeah. It, it's a well played move by ABC because you know they renewed that for two seasons, didn't they? Like they, yeah, they renewed they it. Yeah, they're they they actually already yep. in the process of right. writing the next. The writers' room started. Yeah. Today. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and now they're all out of a job. My friend Wanda got the jump. phone call. Who did? Oh, got the phone call. Ooh. Yeah, I can't say who, but yeah, yeah. they got the yeah. phone call saying 
We're not no, doing don't, it. So, don't, don't come to work. Well played. I mean, <laughs> yeah, now people are curious if it will uh, get picked up by another network. And, oh, and, and, Fox. Web, and, and, and to, yeah, right. It'll just be a news segment on Fox now. Fox. Okay. She'll get hired don't by joke. Fox. Guys, don't even she joke. Don't even joke. She's going to have her own podcast. She's going to have a web series. But the other actors on that show are not going to come back. But is Trump going to tweet about it? That's the that's also the thing. Yeah, we haven't seen that yet. So we're, 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 I'm waiting with bated breath to see what he has to say. I hope about the it. writers from Roseanne go help the writers from Will and Grace. You gotta, you guys gotta get better scripts for Will and Grace. Sorry, <laughs> but you guys uh, on the finale, Stephen Daler was in uh, Will and Grace. He was on the beach scene. Yeah, 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 I was in the Visa scene. That was so much fun. Recreate that for us, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Let me just, just strip down. G is like, can we get a girl in here? <laughs> All right, let's get the show on the road. Let's give a shout out to our sponsors. A uh, shout out to. Test Loop. Test Loop is the only way to travel in luxury from LA to Orange County to San Diego to Las Vegas and Palm Springs. Go to testloop.com. Tell them on the rock sent you. You guys, it's cheaper than an Uber and it's luxurious. Uh, Pride Shoes. Pride season is starting. Go to prideshoes.org. Get your uh, Pride Shoes for all of your Pride events. They give back to the community. They do bear pride. They do regular pride. They do trans pride. They do all kinds of Pride Shoes. Get your Pride Shoes there. 11 for men. 11 makeup for men. Every man should be wearing makeup. Gay, straight, in between. It doesn't matter. To cover your blemishes. And women too. Every, blemishes. Everyone can use a little pick-me-up. Yeah. It's literally not like blush and mascara and all that. It's literally foundation and and, and you can work it into your own day. Uh, use the code on the rocks, all in caps, for your discount. Let me formally introduce our panel for tonight. Dewan Johnson is an actor, composer, and a life and acting composer. coach who started out his career what? in AdWords. Really? You didn't know that? Well... <laughs> He's like, I paid extra for a composer for the new 30? <laughs> <laughs> I had a great composer, thank you. I, no, you, you, you really did. David Frank Long. Yes. Shout out to you. Yes, very long. Uh, so long. Uh, so long, farewell. <laughs> we have a new composer for season two. No, Frank, you did a great job. No. Well, uh, Walt, it's my turn now. No. Go, Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this room is getting For so season shady. one, it's your turn. Is it the lights are dimming yeah. a little bit? Oh, gosh. <laughs> season two, yet to be cast. <laughs> you guys, he started his career uh, in ad work, including a McDonald's commercial. Yep. Uh, we're going to play it right now. No, just <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, let's see that. I was actually looking let's forward to that. Let's do see that. I want to see. He was let's inspired. See that. His first role, I was playing the Scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz in school. Oh, you duck, wow. Yes. You're going to find out new things wow. about yourself. Yes. I love it. I love wow. it. Bravo. Bring it, Alexander. Yes. Come on. I know your Tinder profile. Uh, <laughs> yes. What? Uh, he currently you appears as... Uh, <laughs> unconfirmed. Uh, <laughs> Allegedly. Lots yeah. of drinking over here. Yeah. He, he currently appears as Detective Pierce on Amazon's Bosch and has made appearances in 24, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Bones, Downward Dog, and Agent Carter, as well as the film uh, Pedro, based on MTV's real-world uh, Pedro Zamora, who was the first yes. openly HIV man featured yeah. in reality TV. The director of Pedro and I talked today, Nick Oceano. Oh, he had some uh, nice things to say that I'm going to share. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, very <laughs> nice things. Uh, in the web series, uh, The New 30, he plays Elliot, a gay man whose world is turned upside down at his 40th birthday party, and he, along with his friends, begin to realize that, there are, that their lives aren't quite how they imagined uh, that they would be when they were younger. Relationships, career choices, friendships, and living situations wind up being re-evaluated, -evalu and big changes seem inevitable for all. Dun-dun-dun. Please welcome Dewan Johnson to the show. Thank you. 
Walt Bost. Walt, originally from North Carolina, he has uh, written, directed, and edited uh, the award-winning short films Harbinger and The Hike, and also the feature film Immortal, which right after he moved to Los Angeles. In addition, he's a producer and an actor. He has a bit part in The New 30, uh, and he's co-starring in the feature film Crush the Skull, uh, which was a Nightfall award winner at the L.A. Film Festival. He's an Emmy-nominated <laughs> supervising sound editor. We're going to find out what that even means. <laughs> uh, his, his credits include Veronica Mars, Private Practice, The Following, and Lady Dynamite. He currently works on uh, CW's iZombie, Lifetime, Netflix's You, and Grace and Frankie. His series, The New 30, is a six-episode gay web series that explores the lives... Actually, it's not a gay web series. It's a life series that explores the lives of Elliot and his closest friends in L.A. as they navigate getting older and all the unexpected challenges, surprises, and heartaches it brings. God, that's my life. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Equal parts sex in the city, soul food, looking in 30-something. The New 30 is a delicious, diverse cocktail of comedy, sex, and drama. Done very artfully well no profanity no we don't need so much sex tells bit. a story just enough <laughs> we don't a need so bit. much sex <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> episode three i was like just, oh just the tip <laughs> yeah. episode three. I was like, <laughs> turn the phone off <laughs> we need daddy needs some private time also last but not least dennis mencia I, I, I. uh i have seen more yes a pinata. A pinata. i have seen more of dennis's oh. body on screen than i've seen of my own self in my entire life <laughs> dennis mencia was born in honduras and raised in Fort Lauderdale. He started acting at a very young age, performing in school plays, and his professional career as an actor began <laughs> with the stage play uh, to each its own. And then he began working on Spanish soaps and telenovelas where he became a household name. Yes, sir. <laughs> household household yeah. name. <laughs> he has worked for major networks like Telemundo and uh, Univision, and he can currently be seen in CW's Jane the Virgin, but who can forget the role of El Gato in Relaciones Peligrosas? <laughs> Did I say that right? Yeah. You guys, I'm so bad at Spanish. I am what? so I'm a Twinkie. I'm white on the inside and brown on the outside. <laughs> In the new 30, he plays Diego, a jalapeno bedhopper who causes a rift between Elliot and his best friends. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome our panel for tonight. Did you say jalapeno? Jalapeno yes. bed popper. That's all going on I the like poster. Pinata. Jalapeno. We're not racially general here. Yeah. Is my oh show going to be canceled? <laughs> I only cast you for your hotness. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> all right. Getting older, sleeping with your best friends, boyfriend, taking home a go-go boy, public intoxication, saying I love you too soon, pretending you are an artist, bad sex, shady comments at a bar, fights with your ex, and flirting with a straight bartender. All these things happen on the new 30, and all of these things happened to me last week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> yes. Yes. Long Beach Pride. Oh, one week. Oh. Girl, Long Beach Pride is rough, by the way. It's not a <laughs> Saturday or Sunday. I, yeah. It yes. sounds, it sounds yes. like you went overboard. Uh, yeah, I heard on uh, Sunday. Uh, it was Sunday. Was that a, yes. was Saturday is the day research. you don't go, right? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I, mean, I hosted well, overboard. Isn't that the lesbian day on Saturday? Is it? I don't uh, know. Why would you... I'm just saying, Don't beat like, him up. as a gay man. No, I'm just saying. Like, Do you know that gay men I went, can I went one time and it, was, and it was the wrong day. Like, what? We're talking about inclusiveness, Mr. Director, of oh, this yeah, no, barrier-breaking I'm web just, series. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, there was a day for we Long Actually, Beach there is no lesbian in your series. What? I will play the lesbian next season. They're off to a great you know start. What? <laughs> yes. You know what? There can't be everything. Yes. It's impossible. Who says? Um, but what is so? What what is what is the term? The new thirty. Like what what does that mean? What are you saying with this show? Um, it was really uh, when I when I came up with the idea and then I pitched it to my co-writer co-creator John Sobrak about it. It was really just about how I got to forty and I just thought, wow, at this time everything's gonna be. I'm gonna have everything set. Like everything's gonna be 
like my life's going to be, you know, all determined and everything. And I realized I got to, you know, I got to 40 and, and it wasn't anything like I thought it would be. I would just thought, well, my relationship ended. Um, I was kind of questioning what I was doing in life, what my career goals were. Um, was I going to get to write and direct ever? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it just kind of sprouted from them. And I, I looked at all my friends and they were in their forties and I thought, wow, everybody's such in a different space. Like they're all li- their lives were different than mine. And I work, you know, most of the people I work with are straight and my life was very different from theirs. And I didn't, I don't have kids. And, you know, so I, I couldn't relate to them as much. And I just thought, wow, I, I, I really thought things would be set and they're not. So it's kind of like 40 is the new 30 where, you know, this is, this is uncharted territory. Like just because you're 40 doesn't mean everything's going to be perfectly planned out and, and work and work like you thought it would, you know, it's like, it's just as crazy as your 30s. So well, and even most more so because the stakes are that much higher because you feel the clock. Because you're forty, and yeah. and in and in gay terms, you know, I mean, gay guys look at you know people that are forty. You're like, oh, you're old. You're history. You know. Mm. Well, I think so. that's true, especially in Hollywood, gay or straight. As, as a woman actress, uh, turning thirty, I would be scared because mm-hmm. roles are 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 different, and the idea of what's an ingenue is so different. And Stephen, we have a lot of Instagram star friends. Right. And as age becomes an issue, it's like, well, what's what's going to happen? Yeah, it definitely applies to, I mean, both both genders and, and straight or gay. I mean, look at like with the Charm reboot, those women that were in the original are like, right. uh, you're saying yeah, all to that, uh, you're saying, all that stuff. Yeah, you're saying yeah. you're saying to us, we can't do the same role 12 years later when like if a, I mean, a man could do the role like for 40 years, like you saying we can't do that. And like they're so their age becomes right. an issue, too. Yeah. Now, as actors, I want to talk to Juan and, and Dennis. Is it still limiting or is the idea, is there any fear in being part of a gay web series and being seen as a gay man mm-hmm. on film? Do you think it limits your other roles and what you've done? And I know, Dennis, coming from telenovela world, it's so full of machismo. The gay characters you do see on telenovelas are like, hey, girl, and that's right. all they are. So were your agents scared? Were you scared? Um, I told him to play it that way and he just <laughs> Girl, he wore a suit super well. <laughs> Men's warehouse calls. <laughs> he actually Men's made way. me go. I went and bought a new a new suit after seeing him and Akende in their suits. I was like, "Oh, it's supposed to look like that." Oh. Extreme yeah. slim fit, like, girl. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> I swear to you, I had no idea. And I have he, where he got it from, and I bought three of them in different <laughs> colors. And I and I had it tailored, and I had I was like, "Oh," because I had no idea suits fit that way. Gay, straight, <laughs> every man is now paying attention to how clothes fit. You Thank be. God. You Remember the do. '90s when everybody wore those huge suits and they yes. had amazing figures yes. with um uh, the shoulder pads, the shoulder pads, and yeah. shoulder, shoulder pads. pads, shoulder pads. Yes, <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. Like, when something's fitted, like regardless of your body type, it looks it looks it, better. It looks really great. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back, back to the question. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, right? Sorry, we got a little gay there. <laughs> <laughs> was there a fear on, on your part, and was there a fear on your agent's part for doing something? Like this, because you guys went all out with PR. It wasn't like you film this and then put it to rest. The Kickstarter, everything involved around it. You guys really did a team effort in promoting it. Um, yeah, for me, like my agent was all all about it. Hmm. But coming from a, a, a telenovela background, I was a little scared when yeah. I, when when I heard about the audition. I'm like, into the microphone, sweetie. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I can do this. 
And um, and she was like, well, it's a good it's a good casting director. At least go meet her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I'm not 40. That was his first response. Yeah. <laughs> that was his How initial much? response. Oh but I'm the not distribution. 40. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you want me to play older? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a show called Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a newborn beta. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <Great. laughs> we never do say the age of Diego. But on the breakdown, it did. So oh, it did. Uh, but we don't see it. Anyway, <laughs> go, ahead. It's go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk well, for me, it, w- it was more about um, coming from the the, the Spanish uh, uh, background. There, you don't you don't see any of that. And when you do, they're like the 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 comedic relief. Mm. It's yeah. never anything mm-hmm. serious. Right. Yeah. So so I thought I'm like maybe this will do harm to my career. Yeah. And so I thought about it, and I thought about my mom. Hi, <laughs> 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 <Ay>, mijo. <laughs> You're on, on a gay show. So, I, you know, I thought about all those things. In but episode one, it starts right away. Right, right. <laughs> we see San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it's interesting because like, when, when you read something, the way it's written, it's not necessarily the way it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, yeah. it's a shot. So when I, when I read it, it was very... Um, it was a lot of sex. <laughs> <laughs> There's really not that much. Yes, there was. Really not that it's, much. Yes, in there it, was. <laughs> but it was so tastefully done. I yeah, thought, and it was part of the story. Yeah, it right. was, but it, the way it was written. When I read it, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I can if I can do this, and but I went in, and uh, and 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 it was fun. And I, <laughs> no, I'm saying you're an actor, right? Yeah, but but I, I am an actor. But you know, <laughs> I also come from a very traditional. Background. Right. So for me, uh, that that was not an option to mm. do ca- uh, gay characters. But but I went and did it, and and it's been a really great experience because I feel like through the show, I've been able to. Uh, um, I feel like like I'm 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 representing a huge community that yeah. wants to see themselves on the screen. Yeah. So um so. I'm, I'm glad that I'm part of it. And you also have the CW Hispanic yeah. community that watches you on Jane the Virgin that love you uh, for your portrayal of of uh, Mateo Senior, all all Mateos. <laughs> so you know, following you, and I know you have a lot of Instagram followers because of the pictures you post. Uh, <laughs> shirtless. No, oh yeah, he's like it's too sexual. Shirtless uh, script. I know. Really, he's complaining. It's too sexual. But it's also an opportunity for you to share a different story of what's happening in the Latino community, what's happening yeah. in LA community. So I, I, I applaud that, Dewan. Uh, all the yes that you say there, yeah. but I think one of the cool things that was happening in my world was the industry was coming off of Moonlight. And so it was, uh, I was thank, saying, oh, thank it, God. Yeah. Um, it was more acceptable. But it was like, you're coming off of this story. This is what it is. And, um, you know, listen. I, I just, but <laughs> sometimes when you have an audition and then you have to be to set, it's like that little bit of time. You're like, well, I didn't go to the gym last week, so I don't know <laughs> if I want to go. <laughs> or like all that. So I was a little bit more worried about, you know, taking off my shirt. And, last you know, week. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> Steven is like, it's been an hour. Uh, <laughs> my muscles are twitching. And then you're up against, you know, Instagram guy over this here. Guy uh, I like, can't even check your Instagram like on public transportation. If I'm on the train. <laughs> like, oh, come on. Season two, Steven. Bad. Season two. <laughs> I'll, say I'll, I'll show you my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought the way the sexuality was handled it was part of the story and it was very artfully done that's what I loved about red is blue Mm -hmm. the sex scenes 
needed to be there and it offered a different spark. Right. But it wasn't the typical, and I hate to say it, there's a lot of bad gay content out there, especially as web series. A lot. And it's about sex, 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 bad lines. It's like a porn a in lot. reverse where there's the sex scenes and then all this bad dialogue. Yeah. You know? Um, but I, it was very well done and I thought with, with the storytelling, um, it was this energy that fed off the chemistry and I want to know how you established the chemistry on set from the very first episode mm. all of the characters from the straight couple they were friends with to the best friends it was so believable and it was like i was had already been hanging out with you guys forever thank mm -hmm. you can i talk about casting just for a second yeah please do i want to give a big shout out to my casting director imsada anea who yeah. is incredible and the thing that i was worried about is um i john and i kept the casting open you know we had ideas of of certain ethnicities but i did definitely want a, a black uh, male lead and um, I was really worried about getting somebody good enough to play Elliot. Because mm -hmm. um, there's no good black actors, I know. And, well, the thing <laughs> is, when you're, working with, when you're doing a web series and you're paying SAG minimum, yeah. mm. try to get somebody who is a really good actor who takes it seriously and is going to commit 100%. Because if Dewan didn't commit to this role, like, it would fail. Because uh, Elliot is not a is not a, this wonderful loving character. You're not going to love him every minute. I mean, the character has a lot of faults and Which I a lot love. of a lot of issues. It's not perfect, and so um, I need I knew like that was going to be the hardest thing. And, and Imsada told me like this is going to be really hard to find somebody who's going to want to do this web series mm. for such a low budget and really commit to this role. And I was just praying like. There's got to be somebody out there that's going to take the chance, and I was so lucky to get Dewan, who's on Bosch, you know, who's who's on something, and and is and is a certain, you know, I was just so lucky and so grateful to have him bring Elliot to life, and then to get Dennis. I mean, it was such a key thing, and I knew like it was going to be risky because when you're not, I mean, obviously, if I was paying a lot of money, yeah, you could get other actors to do it simply that but when you're doing a web series you know people already they automatically see it as oh it's a web series then you put that word gay in it you're like yeah oh, and, then you, put, the and then you put gay, and then you put gay in, and you're like agents like yep. don't go out for this don't do this yep. you know and and so i i was like i know they're, they're you know the right people are going to come to this and they're going to read the script and they're going to see this is not your typical gay web series well, and, and dealing it must have been also as a filmmaker dealing with actors that come with their credits. They know how to be on set. They know how to do their character development. They know how to build that chemistry. But the chemistry was was just you guys can talk about the chemistry. Yeah. Right? Well, I think in the beginning, the very one of the great things that Walt did was I think we had a game night. We had a game night. We had an actual it, game night, which is the first episode. Yeah. So we played and, you know, we had a lot of fun with that. But I, I, I'm from the theater. And so, you know, one of the things I do is when 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 I pulled um, when Dennis you know came on set and all stuff like that, I was like, let's go chat. You know, let's go in the corner. It's kind of like let's go just be you know ourselves. And we kind of just like talked. And I was like, listen, I mean, you know, let's just talk. And let's, we're gonna we're gonna be in our undies. We're gonna there's gonna be some things. And I, I want you to feel comfortable that this is what's gonna happen and it's gonna be good. And you know. It, it, it comes from the theater when you're doing stage combat. Do you know what I mean? And you want to make sure that that other person trusts you if you're going to be coming at them with a sword or something like that. And so I took that from my you know theater days, and I was like, Dennis, let's just sit and talk. That's let's a really you good comparison. And so we combat. went away and made sure, and we just kind of just yeah. kept that open communication. Would you say? Yeah, and for me that was wonderful because like that was my my biggest concern. 
and no. and because <laughs> I, I was a little skeptical even yeah. after I, I said yes that you took the time to just like talk to me and and day one when we started shooting it was I felt like we were friends mm -hmm. and yeah. it, it felt very comfortable right. That's all it is. And that helps it when you only have six episodes and, uh, you know, they're not full-length episodes uh, to really build the storyline and keep the story moving, which is what I appreciate as a viewer. Mm. Um, it didn't drag on. It just it kept it's going. Really and so tricky. I kept Just like Red is Blue, I kept uh, reading and I kept watching another episode. Yeah. I was like, okay, another episode. And then six episodes. And then it, it's, Alexander has a very gone. short attention span. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll as, as do most people. No, because we all have things I, that we have to see. Yeah. We have to watch. You're not alone. Speaking of, I got to go. Game yeah. of Thrones. You're out of here. <laughs> Judge Judy. Yeah. I, I have a naive question. Yeah. Um, are you guys gay? Are you just? I don't think we can ask that. Or are are no. you just good actors? <laughs> you <laughs> could be first both. of all. <laughs> or, or, Those aren't mutual. Or, they are good actors. Have you seen like Cesar Romero as a joker? Or are you both? Why? Because are you? Okay. Why can't we be both? Are, are you, I, I, I mean, was, why can't you be a good or actor? You can be, or you both? Because I. Gee. Real, it was really convincing. <laughs> I was afraid of asking you something that I shouldn't. I, because it was really convincing, and I. And, I but you guys like. You know, I don't know. I like your, I like, I really like your question. And I will say, for me, casting, it, I didn't care. Yeah. I don't care. I didn't, I, I didn't so ask, cool. I didn't ask them. And it's not, I don't think they need to disclose where they oh, are okay. or not. Because honestly, it doesn't matter for me. It's, it's in, when casting, we had, you know, auditions and we had callback, call, right. callbacks. And it's like, who is the best actor for this role? Right. And that's, that's what entertainment's all I'm about. That's what right. should be doing. I, I, so I, I, I mean, you guys can free to, feel free to answer, but I don't think you need no, to. No, no, you don't, need, you don't need to. And I respect your question. Yeah, no. And people ask me that. And I'm like, you because know what? That's the first what, question what, does ask. what does yeah. it matter? They're, they're actors. It doesn't yeah, really Also going through it, though. It doesn't really matter. I was just like. You're curious. I know. I was so convinced that I was in love. Well, that's good. That's what an audience member first relates to. And they did their job. Yeah. If they convince you, they did their job regardless yeah, of... Yeah, that it made me curious. But it's funny, because nobody ever goes up to Tom Hanks and says, like, are you boring in real life? Or <laughs> is it just like... <laughs> <laughs> well, what would be your One opinion more on um, like rep representation <laughs> for the I community? Like, Because, uh, you know, like like a lot of people get uh, upset if someone, is, you know, when someone's playing transgender, but they're not necessarily transgender. Yeah. Which is such a hot button. That's a really interesting thing you said, because I just met with... Um, uh, a guy who is a head of talent of uh, Glad, and because in season two we're interested in bringing a transgender a transgender character. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that is a big question. Is like, who do you cast? Do you cast a trans a real trans transgender, or do you cast you whoever fits the role? And and that was an inter inter interesting discussion we had. Mm. And. Um, there are a lot of powerful feelings on both sides. Yeah, and there are legitimate and, points on both sides. And there sides. are legitimate. But to points. your point, you want the best product possible. For if you me, have a trans actor me, who cannot act, I'm sorry, you don't have to. Right, and it. not to say there are a lot of of ones that of actors that can, you know, and that's I think Pose is coming out soon or is already yeah, out. Yeah, and yeah, and that's a big thing, you know, and and thank God, you know, that's great. But but for me, it's 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 really it's honestly like who's the best who's the best person I can get in this role? Yes. Who's 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 convincing? Right. So the struggle that I have, too, is like when you're part of the LGBT community, mm -hmm. there's all this big push towards representation. Mm -hmm. People get really pissed off. They if do. You, if you don't, you're not like they, representing. They, right. You, you know, can lose and, friends, by the way. Right. Ex exactly. Yeah. And not just like with um, lesbians, but like also females. Do you have a female DP? Do you have a female... You know, crew. Do you, right. you know, and every it's time like, girl, is your, is I barely buy diverse. sandwiches I, for the and crew. And you know what? <laughs> I, I hate to say this. I hate to say Alexander's this. Alexander's like a crew. 
Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Jean. Say, say it. I hate, say it. I hate say to it. say this, but, you know, there's not a lot of good female DPs out there, and it really sucks because I would love to work with a female DP. We have I'm, a lot of entertainment. I'm, if you are a female DP and you've sure got a good resume, a really great me- message to you. Well, but, I mean, I'm, they're probably I, working. I mean, I think this was the first year right. of... I think a first year the female was nominated for a, uh, an Oscar. Yeah, but Lady we can afford her. But um, the first female. Well, well since true. Barbara well, true. Streisand. But maybe she'll do your next film. You <laughs> never know. That's what I'm saying. Like you never know. You know, but you never I think know. times are changing. Two G, real quick. I think um, if you've gone to any talks like with Queen Sugar and um, uh, Oprah's been talking about like that whole behind the scenes female cast where they go from director to DPs to like grips to yeah. I mean it is beautiful to see. Mm. So I think where that may have been one of the things that absolutely was I, I, I'm not gonna say there's a tidal wave or a trend. I think it's it's on its way, and mm. I think more women are stepping up and people are giving them the way to do that. So I I do respect. It and I do hear you, yeah. but like, hang on, it's yeah. coming. I think it's a <laughs> it's a catch twenty two as well. Yes, well, because when you it's in order to be a a good D, a female DP, yeah. you have to have given the opportunities, and all all of them don't. So how do you even get to that level of being recognized by other people? Uh, so again, it's a very catch twenty two. Again, the DPs on Queen Sugar were all the people yep. that were not famous mm. they went with all the people and the directors and they went with the people that were like m- like i all wouldn't even female. say mid, mid, mid-level they were not even mid-level because right. i've gone to those talks and i am i'm a big proponent of representation absolutely matters mm. but then you get a little like a little crazy where it's like oh no 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 that was he that guy's puerto rican and it should have been cuban i'm like okay uh, okay <laughs> or you have somebody that doesn't show up to set or they're yeah. sick all the time it's yeah. like you know what i'm sorry i don't care I, what what they are they're not doing the job Bye. which is can funny I, that we're talking about this can mm-hmm. i take it back to chemistry just for one second when these guys rehearsed the first scene in the bathroom in the pilot I need to be on set for the uh, next <laughs> rehearsal uh, it was a close I, set I, I, it was a close I knew set. I, when they rehearsed you know I, I knew it I was like this is it well, and, and, that does and that's a, a credit that's a credit work. to them because they do the work but I think and, um, that's also because you guys have come from such varied backgrounds. You guys have done the soap operas. Mm-hmm. Both of you, you've done uh, General Hospital and All Days My of Children, Our Lives. D- Days of Our Lives. Yeah. You guys have done the sitcoms. You guys you have done Days the films. Lives. You guys have done the web series. <laughs> so you guys know how to adapt yeah. really well. And so they're bringing that talent. Um, but it's funny that we were just talking about that because the question I got uh, from two different people that are filmmakers, one was for you. Do you feel pressure mm-hmm. as a white man to only cast diversity so that you're not seen in a different light Mm. so that when I see your web series and I have to say when I saw the web series the first episode I was like Asian African American sure Benetton Benetton and then I got this from you being an Asian female director do you feel the pressure when you're casting and Dewan I know that you're directing your first piece right yeah yeah so do you guys feel the pressure that you have to I feel it I don't fucking care Mm. <laughs> I don't think she cares about anything. Uh, <laughs> gee, I like you more and more. Yeah. <laughs> I think it also matters. It, there's no pressure. I'm not trying to check a box, but um, the, the world is the, the the world as I see it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, you know we live in a diverse you do city. You and, know, so you sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, look at this room. We don't right do now, that with our friends. Know? We don't say, "I need an Asian friend." Right, Let's right, right. right. Just, right. Just, just, just who they are. Yeah, because it just depends where you live. But since Seriously. you live in like LA or like New York, you're 
your your everything around you is like diverse anyway. I know. I remember when I was younger and I remember watching Friends and I was just thinking, there ain't no black people <laughs> in New York. <laughs> like, do you know what I, I was like, that's not really, you know, looking at the people around you. Oh they couldn't God. live in that apartment but either. You know, I used to tell them to come into night. I was a lot that was off on They could not live in that apartment. And it doesn't matter, but like until like the eighth or ninth season, they didn't get a black person that came in there because it I you look for people that That's funny. I look at that screen. So I you know, listen, I'm not trying to check that box, but it does matter to me when I'm shooting this. I want I want to I want to I want to represent the, the, the my view my view you know what I mean and Dennis as a carryover from doing uh, Latino based uh, telenovelas <laughs> and programs to now being on mainstream network was <laughs> the <laughs> what was the trip Walt <laughs> hold yourself together he's you gave him vodka. and he directed Sorry. it you yeah. gave him vodka no, it's the vodka <laughs> it's the, the did you feel that transition hard do you still continue that you're getting called in for the same kind of roles or do you feel that diversity is opening your career uh, to possibilities Ooh, of not just Latino dependent good roles good question you know it's interesting thanks Walt I do good this question. for a living <laughs> it's really interesting because I felt more pressure in the Latin market mm. Mm. And because I feel like they have uh, most Latinos you see on telenovelas are white Latinos mm. and you don't see people like me. Really? And so, yeah. So and or it's limited to the kind of roles you can play. So I felt like when I came here, like the bad guy. Right. The prison guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the drug dealer, like mm -hmm. those kind of roles. So um, coming here, um, it, it was yes, you have to play the stereotypes, but but I felt like it, w it was different. I felt mm. like I, I didn't feel that pressure that I had to be a certain way like I did in, in back in, in the Latin market. That's interesting. I haven't heard that from another Latino actor, but it's been reversed where they're born and raised here and they feel that they're always getting those kind of roles, but you come from the other side. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Let's take a peek at the trailer for the Wait, new Wait, can I talk? Do yes. I get to talk about the diversity? I'm afraid to let you talk. Come on, G got her stance. <laughs> Say stance again. She's an again. Asian female quasi-lesbian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a white, what do you gay, got? I'm a white gay guy. That's all I got. <laughs> um... <laughs> Carry on. Thank you. you guys, I cannot wait to visit the, set for season two. I'm coming. The, I'm sure you will. The, one, of the, one of the biggest things that was important to me is to, after viewing all the gay programs on the web, mm -hmm. and then seeing the ones that were on television, um, uh, I was really... I thought it was really important just to bring diversity. Everything I saw was just white. White, 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 white. And honestly, I... I didn't see, and I, you know, number one, I didn't see stories that I could identify with and that my friends could identify with being 40 something, because everything's about 20 something pretty much, mm -hmm. you know, and the same kind of stories coming out, you know, going to the clubs. And not that that's not in the new 30, because it we've is. We've seen it. We've seen but it. We've seen we've it. Seen we've seen it. We've seen it. And I just thought, okay, God, there's no story. There's no, there's no stories for guys in their 40s. Like, sur surely there are more guys out there like I am, you know, want to see these kind of stories. And then number one, number the second thing was the the diversity that was hugely important to me and to John and casting and I just thought and then like I said I mean the my lead I definitely wanted to be an African American the rest everything else was honestly open to whoever the best actor was but it was important to me to show a side because it's just not represented I mean especially in gay material and if you go on the web you'll see that I mean it's just it's just not there and I've gotten so many comments and honestly that's the m most rewarding part of doing the show is seeing the comments from people I don't know who say like, thank, 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 you know, they're thankful for, I can finally see myself on screen. 
You know, those kind of comments like make my day. Honestly, when I get the notification on my phone, it's like someone left a new comment and like, thank you for such a great gay series that's not just jokey and funny and stuff. It like actually, you know, it, it has some, it has some, you know, resonation. Depth. Yeah, it has depth. I, I mean, because these are about stories. I think we it's said, about, yeah. it's about life stuff. I mean, I feel like it, if you're gay or straight or whatever, you can identify with stuff in the show. It, yes, if you want to put it in a box, it's a gay show, but anyone can i feel like anyone can find something that's like oh that happened to me or my that happened to my friend and the uh, the other box too is that it's the new 30 and so we're only dealing with people uh with issues 40 or above but to that point too it's also not limiting that i know people of all ages that are going through relationship issues career change issues living situation issues and that's what i love and i think that's what's changing with all of our stories Mm -hmm. and and gee i know like the uh, red is blue being said in the 80s mm-hmm. there was no mm. lesbian figures in any medium Zero. at that time yeah there was no singers out singers no out actresses no out politicians there was like this void of representation yeah, it was the dark ages yeah yeah <laughs> there's no like katie lang or anything wasn't uh, we're talking about the uh, 80s when when aids was happening no, no, I'm saying, was that not her like i'm, I'm just, wasn't it? she's like you're one, generalizing one. she's one lesbian, one lesbian. Thinking, but I'm just because she had a short haircut I'm just thinking. <laughs> she's married Wait. and she has 12 kids on a no, farm I, <laughs> I, I, I have to say I, I really loved your yeah. show oh, be- thank you. because uh, for many reasons but on the diversity part when I watched it the writing is just so good you know that I did a litmus test where I found myself saying, well, would this work if this person was white, lesbian, mm-hmm. uh, straight? Mm-hmm. And I did this litmus test, and you know, the writing was so good that it was had nothing to do with gay or diversity at all. And that's why your series did not feel like a diversity checkbox thing, which mm. I really hate because you can tell when it's like, yo, the token Asian. It's you not know? sincere. The taken, token way, but everyone is like, it was so well written and uh, oh, thank you. I, I really fell in love with Reed. <laughs> oh my God. He, he, that uh, was cool. And when you did the bar scene, it was like, it was so painful, you know, watching this man chase after this pretty boy, yeah. you know. And we then, see it every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. you. Know? That, that, honestly, that that means so much. And, and, you know, John and I realized writing is like, we're not going to please everyone. You can't. And you can't put every, you can't represent everybody. So yeah. I've had people that can make comments like, well, how come this not represented? I'm like, it's impossible. Try in 15 minutes <laughs> with eight main characters to create storylines where everybody's touched upon and and you're with everybody and you want to see the next episode. I mean, it's really hard. I think that's the challenge in 15 minutes because we do have short attention spans these these days. And it's like you want to propel the audience. You know, you want them to watch the next episode. So you have to make it a little soapy. You have to make it a little dramatic. It has to be a, ri- a little bit ridiculous. But then we also want it to, to be real. And so it, it, I think it's really challenging to do that. Yeah. And, and you can't. And we realize, you know, you, you just can't please everybody. You and you have to be you have to be happy with what you wrote yeah. and you have to feel good about it. And and John and I do. We feel we feel good about what we turned out and especially for the budget we had. Mm-hmm. And my goal was always to make a professional web series that you could watch and go, I-, I can see this on Netflix. I could see this on HBO. I could see this on Amazon. There, you know, there's so many, there's so many opportunities and, 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 you know, streaming sites. And that was my goal always to get season one on, on mm-hmm. something because I feel like there is an audience for the show. Yeah. Oh, I, and, and, I and it was really hard and I tried and I tried and I tried and I just couldn't make it happen. It was taking so long. So I did put it on YouTube, mm. but 
thank you. That that means a that means a lot to me. So let's take a look at the trailer of uh, season one of the new thirty. Wait. <laughs> Wait, more diversity. You don't have a job, and you mess around with your best friend's boyfriend. You're quite the catch. Make it big. Just because we broke up does not mean that I don't care about you anymore. Starting over at 40, I'm such a failure. What do you want from me? I mean, how about some loyalty? I think things happen for a reason. What's going to make you happy, Julie? What can I do to help you? No. You hesitated when I asked you to marry me. I like my life. I don't really want things to change. I think I'm a little bit too old for you. Age is nothing but a number. Just because you gave up on your dreams doesn't mean I have to. I didn't do anything wrong. I just wanted to love you. People in their relationships, they only show you what they want you to see. I miss you. Life is too short to be afraid, Elliot. Look in my eyes. What? Fun. <laughs> <laughs> the new 30s so so well done so dennis i got this question uh from fellow actors wanting to know from going from the latin market to uh u.s market mm-hmm. from doing uh all different types of projects what acting style did you learn or did you subscribe to well um Back in Miami, it had to be a, a little bit more over the top, because that's what sells, yep. and, and and that's that's kind of like the the format for telenovelas. It doesn't have to be honest. It doesn't have to be any any of that. You, you just have to entertain. Coming here, I took my time. I took a year off, just uh, taking classes and making sure that I I I got away from from that that style and more like. Interesting. How'd you pay your bills, girl? <laughs> uh. Telemundo did it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Telemundo. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to their offices. They got money. They do. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of like a really grown-up, professional approach to say, I need this year to kind yeah. of wipe the slate clean and, and restart. So when you're on set, is are there any acting... Uh, Things that you do that like get you in the character, or what are some of the fundamentals that you subscribe to? It's interesting because like going back to music, I do that a lot too. Yeah, mm. it kind of informs me of like w- what it should feel like, and and then I just go with that, and I play music, and 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 you know, and then we obviously we all have you know uh, different ways to go about it, and but my thing first is to understand how it feels for me, mm. and then and then I go from there. And Dewan, coming from theater background, yeah. also you've been on soap operas. Yeah. You've done big projects, small projects. You've done projects all over the place. Number one, did you think Bosch was going to be such a big hit? I did not know. To, no. <laughs> I didn't know because I didn't know the Michael Conley world. But once we got going in that yeah. first season, I was like, oh, this is going to be a big hit. Yeah. And so it's good to be on that. And and I just want to say that I think soap opera actors get a bad rap. Like If you've ever worked on a soap opera, those are some of the most talented, hardworking people. People, they basically do a movie in a day, yeah. like do you know what I mean? That's, and so, crazy. you know. Oh, and I didn't mean any disrespect. Oh no, I'm just because we, no, we've yeah. had them on, but you are so right because yeah. they have to learn so many pages a day. So they get changes no like on the fly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm just talking yeah. about like Page the interpretation changes. of a soap opera yeah. actor is so different right. when they're working about eight times harder yeah. than. Yeah. You know, in the Spanish world, we have an earpiece and they're feeding. What? Oh no! No, no way! Yeah. Yes, and they're I remember that. Line. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. So when you see them like this, 
They're just, uh, uh, they're they're, just we're just getting the note. They're getting the note. <laughs> oh wow, God. I did not know that. They're starting to do that uh, on Broadway to certain actors that can't learn lines. What? But you want to see them. Yeah. I know I heard that Al too. <laughs> you want to see them. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, I, see, I never got used to that. Because you hear everybody. You can't be in the moment yeah. when there's. No, you can't. Yeah. No. Is it in yeah. Spanish? Oh, because you hear everybody. Then I pipe in one in there. No, it's in Hebrew. <laughs> it's in one. Thank you, Gene. Um, I, I just want to. I used to do music. It used to be like yeah. one of my things to do soundtracks of things. And then um, Pedro happened. And I did Pedro and I had this soundtrack for yeah. it. And I had to have these moments of levels of crying and not, you know, this emotional. And then, like, I would start hearing the songs. Um, like a month later or you're, and I just would start crying. I was like, we gotta get another way to do this. Like, do you know what I mean? Instead of doing it that way. So I do more of a, a different technique now. Talking about how uh, Dewan made you feel comfortable. This is from Nick Oceano, who I talked to earlier today, who directed Pedro, which uh, was uh, the movie about the MTV reality star. Yeah. Uh, what did he say? Wait a minute. Wait. Uh, <laughs> Can I said, read those first? <laughs> I'm not going to read all of them. Okay. <laughs> he said his bonding with Alex, who played Pedro, and their solo rehearsals. It was very thoughtful, uh, and about it was about making uh, the actor feel comfortable yeah. and about making the project the best that it could be. Um, that you're just so <laughs> professional um, and eager to do justice to the story was number one. Um, yeah. The live guy. It was a, a, you know um, um, Sean was alive at the time we were making it, and we didn't we didn't get to connect at that point uh, for whatever reason. I, I think he had closed a chapter on his life. You know what I mean? Um, and but it's a, it's it's I, you just want to do justice to this living person, to this story, even if they're even if they're it's fiction or nonfiction. You want to come in it with that, and um, I can't think of any co-stars that I have right now that are not my friends still. Like, do you know what I mean? Till this day, it's so um, important. You spend more time with them do. than you do, like when you did uh, Nunez. Like, yeah. you yeah. spent hour after hour, and you—it's like when you yeah. travel yep. with somebody that you start dating. Too much. You time. know if it's going to work or not. Hour because after it tests hour, your limits. <laughs> after you're hour. tired, you're overworked. You're still <laughs> trying to guys. do the best, but you're <laughs> like, God damn, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's good. I think I think that's you know instantly, and and like these guys, I'm still friends with all of them, and it's. I'm an easy guy to be friends with. So you want to be friends? Be friends with <laughs> yeah. 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 me. You guys are friends last? now. Well, you're, this is without so the bro. racist because I'm oh. black. Oh. Oh. Twinkie. <laughs> this question is for uh, Walt and G. The what? biggest obstacles in doing an independent oh. film, and I know it's such a general question, uh -huh. but what people say totally. to this question really <clears throat> talks about what, their favorite experience part was is what you found the most challenging because it's different for for everybody. Yeah. And Walt, you had a lot of roles going on. Were you were you more mm. determined to keep to the script that you and your co-writer had written? Mm. Were you more determined to get the shot right as the director, or did did you want it to be more general as a success for like being a co-creator? And Gee, you had such, I mean, you lived these characters. You've, you've breathed these characters. In fact, in one of the interviews, you said that you really became like one of the characters or the character became you. Did I say that? Yes. Girl, I did all this research. Who was I? You did do your we research. We got Sybil over here. I don't, I don't know what's, what's happening. You didn't know she drove down Olympic. Yeah. <laughs> you did. But I knew Romans were. You did Romans. You did that. I knew there were no That's Trojans. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but as filmmakers. Wow. Come on. And Walt, I know that you had done I Immortal before, oh, um, but yeah. gee, this is like your first. That was first a long time ago. Nune, so for for this project, mm -hmm. Nune and for the New Thirty, what were the, your biggest obstacles? Never produce and direct at the same time. Yes. 
never, ever do that. Oh. Why? Hmm. Why? Because <laughs> producing is all business yep. and mm. directing is all creative. Mm. And you can't tell your actresses all these things that you someone else should be calling them and telling them to show up on time or whatever, oh. or negotiating with your crew and all that when things go wrong, and then switch on creative and get into a scene, you know, because you get into it the way actors do. You have to switch into that creative space. You have to become everything. You have to become the actor and the director. And you should not be producing and directing at the same time. That's like... I, I don't have an analogy, but that's like having, an analogy. Like having sex it? and texting at the same time. I don't know. It's happened. <laughs> What's your analogy for it? <laughs> well, it's a real life analogy. In fact, uh, for our listeners that were tuned in last week, uh, Tommy Wiseau, who created The Room, you guys oh, know who they yeah, yes. the disaster yeah. artist. He yes. was supposed to be on last week. He's going to be on the first week of July with Greg Sestero, <sighs> who wrote The Disaster Artist, and awesome. he talks, Greg talks about that. It was mm. like, it was, it was so much, and it was uh, so overwhelming. Um, so... But when you have to get a project done and it's your passion project and you have to play that role, how do you do it? Because you did it. I cried every night. No one knew that I cried every night, but I cried every night. I'm doing, it, I'm doing it right now. It was like that whole Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was like this whole Jesus Christ, why has thou forsaken me? Yeah. Every day. Every I think more day. people should say what you said, by the way. I think we, you think as an indie mm -hmm. artist, and listen, you put on your big boy pants, big whatever, big pants, and you do it. But I think um, for my first time directing right now, first time producing right now, this type of things, and, you know, you know I, I couldn't get away from the story, so I'm also in it, yeah. you know, a bit of it as well. And I think people don't say that how business oriented producing is and you know the only saving grace is I put a great team together mm -hmm. and I kind of just I have a thing where I in the email I'm like I'll get this connection and then I'll say next cut the communication you'll have after this will be with Sean you know what I mean and I mm. hand it off an email <laughs> and it's mind dumped out of there I don't even I don't go back to it yeah. unless they ask me to come back to it I don't know if it's going to work. I'll tell you this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still filming? No, I, we, I mean, we start this weekend. Can I come on set for a day? I, oh, I, won't, I won't be loud. Oh, we're so busy. <laughs> it's so close. It's so far. Oh, dear you. It's so <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll text you. <laughs> I, I did that. Wait, wait, you guys, this, this is really funny. I did this for another Emmy-nominated web series, by the way. Oh. And I went to visit set. And then like, why don't you be in the background? <laughs> I literally am in the back and I do this. I walk with papers and I like shuffle the papers. Anyway. <laughs> but well, your, your biggest obstacles. Um, Such a deep sigh. Yeah. Because it's, it's truly a labor of love. Right. Um, like this radio show. <laughs> like, right now. Like this comment. We're all waiting. We're like, I actually Tommy Wiseau like, going to say no? I actually like... Um, Producing and directing, mm -hmm. I actually, yeah. I actually really enjoyed it, and yeah, it's a lot. And um, but I would do it again, just because maybe it's because I like the control. Mm. Um, I was on set with you. Know, you. Yes, <laughs> okay. uh, but but I would but would I do it differently than the first season? Yes, I would. <laughs> so, but but uh, honestly, um, and did I think I had a lot to do? Yes. And do I want to concentrate more on directing and other things? Yes. But I need to, you know, I feel like I need, it's my baby. I need to have, I need to have control over things, but then I do need to delegate. I need to hire the right people. Um, and I had a great producer, Joseph Berger Davis on the first one, um, who really made it happen. But you know, we were a low budget project. I mean, we were like $27,000 mm -hmm. for six episodes. What? Yes. 
Good job. And <laughs> so, Good you job. know, I mean, and and I have That's so, unbelievable to me, I, I have so many people to thank, especially in post-production. I work at Technicolor, and um, every, you know, I have a lot of friends there, and they really pitched in. And, and I just want to say to every filmmaker out there, post-production is so important. I work, I, I make my living as a supervising sound editor, and sound is so important to your show. Mm-hmm. Which it's is so important to anything, and you don't want to skimp on it. And I had, you know, luckily I had built up relationships where I had people do me favors, and that's huge. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot out of the budget because that is a huge part of budget. But yep. when you're budgeting, don't forget post production because you can have Brad Pitt in your movie, you can have whoever the hottest actor is now in your movie. DeWan Johnson. Yes, DeWan Johnson. <laughs> and if it had... Dennis is over there like... And Dennis Mintin. Dennis Mintin. And, and it, it doesn't matter... Look at my Instagram if, tomorrow. If, you're, if, you're, if your sound sucks or your picture sucks, like nobody wants to watch it. So it's really key. But I would, I would say... Um, yeah, like I, I would, I would, I mean, I, I think, G, what you said is totally valid. Well, like, and it's funny you know, that you mentioned sound because one of the behind the scenes on YouTube for Nune um, is is in the sound booth. It's when uh, the actress oh, is doing the line God. over and over yeah. again. Uh, I hear you on that because my sound guy <sighs> was great. Hit. <laughs> Here he Hit. goes under the bus. He Goodbye. She's reversing that bus. He He'll never be hired again. Uh, he freaking put the lavaliers in the jam where the diner scene table is. In the jam? In the jam. In the jam. It sounds like singing in the rain when they put the microphone in her, like, You know, jam packets? And, you know, so, you know, there's noise in a restaurant, even when you turn off the fridge. Yes. Yes. So you're in a controlled space. You could have had a boom, but you chose to put the lavaliers. You should always have a boom in lobs. Yeah. So you have the love. They even have booms and porn. In the jam. <laughs> you know, do. you know the little jam thing when you go porn to the diner. Porn sound better than yeah. your yeah. film, you know? June. Yeah. The, the, you know the jam, like jam. that's on anyway. the table. Yes, the well, jam. Well, they were in you know, the little jam the packets. Actual ja- they were in the jam? The jam packets. It was in there, right? Where did you find your sound person? Okay. Craigslist. Okay. There you go. There's your right. answer okay. right there. Okay, Craigslist. Let me tell you what happened. Like, be careful this Craigslist. Is the longest, okay. This is the longest talking scene in the film. Oh. It's like a 10-minute oh, talking gee. scene. Oh. The whole thing was ADR'd, and that's what you oh, saw on YouTube. No. And it's an intimate scene, too. Oh, it's not no, like, really? hi, here I am. And the actors were hating you. But thankfully, I had a really good ADR coach. I had a friend who does voiceovers. She went in there and she had that little thing where she, you push the timer and she was like, let's go, let's go. And she, whatever they couldn't do, she did. You know, like wow. the, the little things, little sounds with your mouth and all that shit. You she, like, she freaking <laughs> trained those girls in one day. And if you really look, you can see that's ADR. Yeah. But they did a pretty good job. They nailed it. It's but the whole freaking thing. So it's, yes. it's so you can't skip on anything if you want It's so important in, in, in doing the budget. You know, I paid everybody on the new 30, um, uh, except for a couple, I think a couple PAs, but for experience. But the sound production mixer, if it's a male or female, it's so important. Mm-hmm. And you really, and they're probably going to be the most expensive part of your production, but it's incredibly important that you hire somebody who's experienced and knows what they're doing. Because you, I always tell people they get, you know, I, I do short films and low budget things all the time, favors for people. And I always tell them like, they always go, they always come to me and go, Oh, I have a hundred bucks or 200 bucks for do this. And I'm like, why are you going to go to all this trouble to write your film? 
cast it, pr- produce it, production, you know, make it, shoot it, everything. And then why do you want to go cheap in the end on sound? It's 50%. And it's disrespectful you know? to your and actors, it, it is, by the way, that have it put is, all that time. Yeah. And, and I always say, like, you know, you have to realize, like, how important it is. And so I always say, I, my biggest advice is, like, hire a production mixer and pay them. Pay them what they're worth because you will be so thankful later. Do they take credit cards? You know, <laughs> I don't know. Girl, nobody but in LA I, has. I, no I'm just saying, it, 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 or Apple. It, yeah. Yeah. You will see. You will see so many individual. You see so many independent projects, and they'll get to the sound part, and they'll be like, eh, "I don't know, this sounds kind of like," eh, and I'm like. I'm it sounds like, like Gerard th- Butler and Les Miserables. Yeah, so, which I walked out of, actually. I want to add something to that tip because yeah. I am a big sound person, and the reason I trust a sound person is because I do very good sound for someone who's not even a sound person, so this is freaking easy because everyone loves sound when I do it, you know? But um, even though their experience of all this gear and you've seen their reel, which I did, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. that's what I base mm-hmm. it on. They're yeah. real, 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 real. They're rear. But what? I get no time here with Asian girls. I based a couple things on rears on the like, new 30, but. Okay, I want some fly lice right now. But anyway. Uh, Your go-go boy needs a little rounder bum. The go-go fly boy. Lice, hey, fly lice. Most watched episode, eggs, episode three. Let, let me rolls. just say. Okay, okay. That was my Asian accent. But, <laughs> my Asian you accent. You're the worst Asian. <laughs> my Asian accent comes out when I'm pissed. <laughs> but um, the, my tip is that even <laughs> when you watch their reel, you don't know if they were actually doing the mix down and the sound design. You don't know that. They did the sound, but the, you don't know who fixed it up because I right. had a really good guy yes. that fixed it up. Yes. Number one. Number Post-production th- crew. Right. And number two, always get references absolutely mm. absolutely that will guarantee it, that this you're not world is a small world see, and you see what they've done the yeah i would say absolutely see what they've done check you know meet with them i mean you have to you can't go because Call there's their so, references. There's so many talented people in post-production mixers and editors like can clean up yeah. The most god awful stuff, and then everybody looks great, mm-hmm. and and it is it is a it is a thing. I mean, I always think sound is so you know just not not noticed. Mm-hmm. People don't give recognition to sound, and I'm like, that's why the actor because looks it takes one little so thing good. to take you out of the whole experience. Yeah. And you know the the cinematography would be great, but if you notice somebody's voice is not matching their lips, all of a sudden you're taken out. And you're like, girl, it could be Schindler's List. You're like, wait right. a minute, right? I think they give Oscars a sound vault. Well, we have well, an Emmy they, nominated. Like, I know there's Emmy. They do, but I then they like, make fun of it as well, like Mike think, Myers did. So. Yeah, like he's like seventy. What's he doing yeah. now? Like I've, anyway, I so we have to wrap things up. But I, I have two more questions on the plate for you guys as actors. Um, like I said, that have done so many varied production values, mm-hmm. uh, exposure. What makes you say yes to a project? Besides the paycheck, besides that, as an actor, what makes you say, yeah, I'm going to do this? Well, what made you guys say yes? <laughs> <laughs> the I paycheck. Need to, I need to like the story. It, it needs to speak to me. And um, I don't really care if, if there's no money involved, but if I like the story, then I'm going to be on board. Mm. Because it's it's all about the story for me. A little bit of go ahead, go ahead. Uh, okay, but with that, because I love a lot of stories, but if it's not well done, what are some of the red flags? Also, and I'm going to add this to your question: mm-hmm. What are some of the red flags that you're like, I really want to do this, but it's probably best that I not? What are some of the red flags? Um, 
misspells <laughs> on, on the script. Yeah. Mm. It makes mm. me wonder. Mm. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Mm. And um, unfortunately, you don't know a lot of the red flags until does you Does the get casting in. director yeah. make a difference to you guys? No. No. That's I interesting. Mean, That's really I, I think interesting. There's going to be your big time casting directors are going to be really awesome and you're going to yeah. do that. But uh, dude, there's some great casting directors who haven't yet, you know, gotten their start or gotten their footing that are doing great yeah. stuff. It's, I think you can't just say, you know, you don't have a the cachet, mm -hmm. I think, yet with that. Um, so um, I'm sorry, Dennis. Go ahead. I, I cut you off on that yeah, one. I, I look at that at casting directors. Uh, um, it could be a very small production, yeah. but if the casting director attached is someone that I know and I yeah. recognize, then it makes me feel like, okay, yeah, let me let me go for this. And if it's someone that I don't know and I don't like the script either, then oh, yeah. then I'm like, no. Yeah. Mm. That's definitely good. Yeah. I just don't want people like you know, you know, listen, there's a lot going on right now with, you know, the hashtag Me Too and all stuff like that. But some people are just trying to get their productions off the ground. And so, you know, if what if they they're meeting at a this sounds so shady, but what if what if they ha they can't afford to meet at a casting office and they're like, Come mm -hmm. here or mm -hmm. something like that or do that. What I always recommend is if you're gonna feel weird about it, take a friend with you. Like, do you know what I mean? It doesn't like does that make sense what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I think we don't want to just automatically say no, you know, if uh, you spend a thousand dollars on a casting room where you can spend a thousand dollars on your production that's you know, very true I, and and, true. and people like the, listen if somebody's going to tell a good story like yeah tell the story i'm not going to get like you know i'm, I'm just going to get bogged down by that by, by that whole thing i i like i like stories you know there's another similar story that came after the new 30 where somebody asked me just actually offered me a role to do it um you know and i was just like I don't want to do it. I've already done it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've already done this story in a certain way. And so I didn't want to do it again. That, so that is, you know, I am picking and choosing that way. But, you know, if he had came before the new 30, maybe I wouldn't have done a new 30. You know what I mean? Mm. But, you know, it's yeah. something to think about. And timing is everything. Yikes. Timing is everything. And I also like the fact that the new 30, you know, on top of all the creative stuff, also positioned me. <laughs> you just take that, that away with everything. What does about, that can, mean? Can we talk about the tree sex scene? <laughs> oh, I want to talk about that so bad. Yeah. <laughs> just, just briefly, because we, we have to wrap up the show. What I loved about that is that we meet this hot guy, and Thank we you. think oh. we, we, we met you episode one. But I'm talking about, and this happens in LA so many times. We meet this hot guy, and we think, oh, it's going to be amazing and then we get there it's like <laughs> what are you doing yeah. and you're like i just want to go what i saw in your face acting wise and shot wise was yeah. the whole transition of like yeah this should be hot it's not how do i end this and i'm over it just, yeah. <laughs> that happens yes. a lot yeah. i thought that was a very oh my real God. moment but geez, oh chuck my God, was one of the most you. amazing people yeah oh do you have chuck? his number <laughs> i don't think he's that way in real life i can chuck tell. <laughs> yes chuck it was a great i just thought it was great that you have this bear lumberjack tom salik look-alike on his back getting nice fucked. and I like uh that. Well, that's just it. When I take a, <laughs> when I take a gentleman home for finger sandwiches and tea, they're always surprised as to the position I take. They're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Mom's in the other room." Oh, oh <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not she's my mom. About, she's asleep. <laughs> that that scene is one of my favorite. It's so scenes. great, and it's that comedy that you have to. Uh, like the podcast panel I did, everybody was so serious. And I'm like, we do podcast. As great as your message is, it's like we're not curing cancer. Yes. And that's what I loved about Red and Blue. There was so much Red as Blue. Red as Blue. He's been drinking too. Whoa. I've been drinking. She's, I've been she's drinking. Gonna, she, she's going to draw some red right now. You know, you know you're clo close to the end of the show. Yeah, that's right. what's happening. How dare you, sir? <laughs>
We, uh, we broke the bed in that scene, by the way. Oh, that's oh. true. We broke the bed in that scene. It was the a low bed. The bed was broken. <laughs> it was Ikea. Walt is there with the crank. The bed was broken. It was not Ikea. <laughs> it's like, oh, it has drawers. Look. Uh, <laughs> the bed okay. was broken and fixed by my production designer. <laughs> so the final question, and then we're going to go to rapid fire, and we have to wrap up yeah, so Kurt can fire. go home and be straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And Woo. I can go to Roscoe's. <laughs> Roscoe's before it closes. It's not closed. Don't say what? that. What? I closing. can go to Denny's. We here? Yeah, okay, sorry. Rapid fire. Where you parked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not totally. I got this question <laughs> over and over from uh, listeners and also my friends that are filmmakers. Whether to do crowdfunding, whether or mm. not to do crowdfunding. Ooh. You guys had such a successful campaign, but I have to say, just as a preamble, it was professional from the first time you posted about it throughout the whole thing. You got the actors involved. It was a professional Kickstarter. Mm. Thank you. I don't know how you raised money uh, for Nune, mm -hmm. yeah. but as an artist, because crowdfunding now has a bad rap because people are using it for different things and there's different qualities that are being funded. Mm -hmm. Yes or no, and I won't. Yeah, both gee, how both, did you yeah. how did you raise money for? I actually, film? I sh actually spent my savings. You did. Mm -hmm. Wow. I said, screw it. I'm not going to wait around and beg for money and do all these horrible things. I'm just going to spend my savings. You're I a did refugee all from Vietnam. Things. What savings, <laughs> girl? I don't know. <laughs> Good. Good. No, but that's somebody devoted to the art yeah, that will save yes, every yes. penny. Yeah, I've had a change of heart recently mm -hmm. when I read this book I'm producing, which I won't name because. You know, it exposed a lot to me about the whole distribution path and how rigged the academy is and the festivals are. And, you know, it, there's a, there, Hollywood, Hollywood is actually not a mystery the way people make it sound. It's a mystery because there are specific people controlling it. And so that's as much I'll say about that. Then Can you I write the name down? Just write it down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I started, Spirits. after I read this book, I was, I was convinced that you have to go outside of the box and you have to go outside of, you know, the way people are doing things and you have to treat crowdfunding like a producing job to take it just as seriously as you would trying to get your shit into cans and, mm. you know, trying to get the Oscars and trying to meet all these stupid people, you know? <laughs> it's like... Our treat, apologies to treat, the Academy. Treat, <laughs> treat, your, treat your crowdfunding like it. producing and you will see, take it direct to your market you know, publicize the fuck out of it. I start the hell out of it, you know? $10. <laughs> <laughs> We're up to 40 now. Swear jar. And so I, I do think um, crowdfunding and digital, um, going straight to digital, is the new thing, and it empowers the filmmaker. And I, I had a total change of heart after reading this one book, and I just, mm. I'm just not interested in that yuck, yucky world. It doesn't really do filmmakers any justice, even when you do win a freaking trophy. That's hmm. my... My say for now, for today. No, but this this is good. This is the reality of what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know what was the question. Yes, to wrap it up, <laughs> girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kickstarter, because you guys had a Kickstarter. Very successful yeah, we did. We did Kickstarter. Uh, you know what? I tell people, Kickstarter literally kicked my ass. I, I thought I met. It's a full time job. I'm, yeah, it is. It's thirty days I lived Kickstarter. I mean, you don't. You literally. I tell people, like, look, if you're going to commit to Kickstarter, where you don't get you don't get any money unless you meet your goal on Kickstarter. There are other things like Indiegogo, Seed and Spark, where you get whatever you raise. Kickstarter is, if you don't get your goal, you get nothing, and people aren't charged until you finally reach your goal. So it was thirty days of my life, and it was. It was the, probably the most difficult thing I've ever done because you're constantly promoting. You're constantly 
um, I tell people, you know, you're not asking for money. You're, you know, you're, you're asking people to believe in what you're doing. And I think Kickstarter is successful most of all for items, like things you can get like gadgets, like watches or new products. But if you're doing a film or if you're putting on a play or if you're creating a book or you're doing a short film or something, it's even harder because people don't get they don't get anything tangible from it. All they can do is watch it. It's basically so, a formal way to ask your friends for that. Money. It, it is, but you can't treat it like asking for money. You have to say, like, you know, you ask, you say, people believe believe in what I'm doing. I'm gonna I'm gonna commit, and I believe you know with Kickstarter. The thing I like about it is you don't get the money until you reach your goal because other things I say like I didn't I chose Kickstarter because I believe like well if any if I'm donating something to Indiegogo or something like what how do I know what that person's doing with my money if they don't reach their goal they still got my money what are they gonna do with it but Kickstarter is like I had a responsibility mm-hmm. I had to finish. I had to produce. I had people counting on me, believing in me. I had friends and family that invested in me and believed in me. And I'm like, oh my god, I I'm going to do this because they believed in me, and I have to produce. Like you were, you were under the gun. I believe that you know I had to make this good. I had to come out with something good that they would see and go, you know, money well spent. I wish I and, kickstarted more for my project. I wish I'd crowdfund it. It, it is incredibly hard. It is incredibly yeah. hard. I think 11% of Kickstarter projects are successful. But, it, but now I it mean, has it's a bad really connotation difficult. because of the people that have misused it. But yeah. obviously for this project. It just depends on, I think it depends on what, what the thing is and, and who, you know, what you say. I mean, I, I think your Kickstarter campaign is everything. Uh, John and I put a lot of time and effort. I had a lot of people helping me. Um, I had, uh, Farouk who cuts for I zombie cut my promo video. You know, there's a lot you have to do. I had David Frank long, my friend, my best friend and my composer who was with me. You have to call all the way. I do. I do. Like I could not have done it without him. I mean, (laughs) we did it together. It is such a monumental, uh, thing to do. Honestly, like it it is huge. If you want to, if you want to be successful, you, it, it is take, it takes an army. It really does. What I felt from this episode is like, let's keep going. We're doing, we're doing something right. We're telling stories and we're doing everything right. All right, so we finished off the show. Whoever has not been on the show before has to play Rapid Fire. I've been here before. What's that? Not on my you show, have, girl. No, you haven't. I know. I'm just trying to get out of Rapid Fire. I have to pee, so <laughs> rap, Rapid Fire. Okay, so you'll go first, Walt. <laughs> What's that? I think you're ready to go. Oh, I thought we had just anybody. Just I don't know how this works. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I want to know Dennis's answers. <laughs> okay. Who wants to go first? Well, I'll go. Walt. Okay. Okay. And then you're gonna give your social media handles. Okay. Yes. Walt. Yes, it's not sir. deep and dark. Whatever. It's just. It's just fun. <laughs> okay. Walt. What classic film would you remake? I wouldn't. Sorry. Sorry. Can I have that answer? Yeah. <laughs> you got. You got your own girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> After a day of shooting, what is your personal ritual? And I don't want you to be like, oh, I shower and whatever. Your personal, like, decompressed ritual. <laughs> After a day of shooting? Mm-hmm. Uh, sleep, honestly. <laughs> Sorry, I don't I don't have a good answer for that because, honestly, every day, honestly, on in the New 30, every day after we shot, we were prepping for the next day with mm. my with my AD with my producer. We but were prepping for the next day. There's one thing that you must do on a personal level that's just yours that you're like. Ugh. 
Sorry, I did. I didn't do that. Laundry. You're not doing very well. No, right. sorry. Okay. I'm giving honest answers though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, okay. it's called laundry. No. <laughs> what is your biggest actor pet peeve? Rapid fire. <laughs> oh God, I have so many of them. Um, no. Uh, oh God, just my, one. Uh, now you have answers. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, um, he was nails. so talky a minute ago. Yeah, Such a rapid firing. Going sorry, on. this isn't going well. Um, uh, you are the weakest link. Uh, yeah, yeah, No, but one thing that you wish that you no, just you say it. No not, I can't do no saying, nobody, 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 You're not saying it about anybody. Just, just say it. Well, I'm trying to think. Like when an actor does something, you're like, oh God, don't do that. Oh, I want to talk about this scene with you. That's my. You're the director. Sorry, yeah, a I, lot I of directors. Say, hey, a I lot mean, of directors don't like not, murder, so a lot of directors only like want I, two to three takes yeah. because like they I, have producers I, in their ears saying money, money, money. money. You don't like have I, money. I, okay. Yeah. What is the last show, TV show that you binge watched? And by binge, it's oh, three episodes or more. Ozark. Oh, amazing! Oh, okay. Fucking amazing! Finally, thanks mm -hmm. for coming to the party. Mm. What is your personal worst habit besides not being able to do rapid fire? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Quick. Uh, procrastination. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Walt, where can our uh, listeners uh, find the new 30? You can find the new 30 on Instagram at the new 30 series. You can find it at the new 30 series.com. You can find it on Facebook at the new 30 series. You can find it on YouTube at the new 30 series. You can find me on Instagram, Mr. Burns 35. <laughs> uh, where did you, that come from, by the way? Do you know uh, tagging you in my social media? Yeah, posts? I know. It's tricky. I but, almost cut you from the show. Uh, like, I can't even uh, deal with this. <laughs> I, I grew up loving the Simpsons, honestly, and loving Mr. Burns. And that's what that comes from. And I've wow, had it. I've had it so long. And that's story. my email address, Mr. Burns 35 at Mac.com. If anybody wants to email me, feel free. Um, I've had it so long. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I've had it's it. Grinder so, I've, Mr. Burns. I've had it so long. I'm not on Grinder. Thank you. Uh, uh, it's it's just this is stuck. Even though I don't watch The Simpsons anymore, it's just stuck, and I haven't changed it because everybody knows it. So it's Mr. Burns 35. Who is watching The Simpsons? They're in season 56. I don't know, but some people are. Anyway, uh, the new 30 though is free on YouTube. It so is. Please. The go whole season one. Uh, uh, John and I are writing season two right now. We're gonna do a crowdfunding. I'm not sure if it's gonna be Kickstarter or not, but we're gonna do a crowdfunding for season two. <laughs> we want to make it bigger and better. Uh, we've gotten so many comments from people just loving the series and honestly it's we, a great series we, we want to do it again and we want to make it bigger and better and i want to pay these guys really what they're worth so uh which i probably can't do anyway dewan's calling um, us uber right now yeah exactly. <laughs> so uh so we're going to be doing that soon but we're, we're presently writing but please go on youtube look up the new 30 the number 30 uh there's a channel all six episodes you can binge watch it takes an hour and a half please leave me comments messages anything good or bad i accept it all I love that it's free, by the way. It is free. <laughs> yeah. So it's do free. Not it was a lot of work. work. Shout out to my ways, crew yes. and everybody, okay. uh, really, for making it happen. I mean, I had well, so many so people. It was so funny. I was like, God, because on your Instagram and whatever, I'm like, God, he's probably not a talker. And <laughs> I love podcasts. I love talker. Especially if you provide radio, me vodka, radio. Alexander. Oh, my goodness. Who's next? Dennis. We should probably keep Let's it to like it. two questions. Yeah, I think. No, because it's supposed to be. Okay, go. Oh, yeah, failed at rapid fire. All right, cool, cool. Ready? Yeah, let's do it. What is the strangest Honduran custom? <laughs> um, <laughs> Rapid fire. Come on, come on. Quick, quick, quick. Come on. Show me up. Come on. You know, it's it's, it's crazy because I, I, you know, I left when I was 11, so I, I'm not. But families still have customs. What's the custom? You're like, oh, God, I have to. 
Uh, okay, um, we have this dance called Punta. Oops. <laughs> called what? Oh, I was going to say, there's called a net what? in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, What's it called? <laughs> Punta. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's a lot of hip movement, and, and it's like kind of it. weird <laughs> when you have to do it in front of your, your grandparents and, and, and your whole family. <laughs> So <laughs> you could punta me anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your binge food? Since you're so into fitness, we're going to look up your Instagram. Yeah, but you're so into fitness and shirtless no, selfies. <laughs> what is your binge food? You know, I like this thing from Honduras. It's called uh, baleada. It's a, a flour tortilla, fr fried beans, Done. queso, and mantequilla. I don't know how to say that. What's Ma mantequilla? It's, it's butter. Butter? No. like Ma no. Mantequilla. It's, it's like sour cream, but it's not. So I don't. It's mantequilla. All right. Yeah, mm. <laughs> Not vegan at all. Um, nope. How many times do you have to take a selfie before you post it? <gasps> this was Ooh, actually from a reader, by the way. You know, it's interesting because I, I, I know my angle, so, <laughs> so not that many. <laughs> so I'm like, I know it works. That's not a number. Ten terabytes <laughs> on his phone. <laughs> one, two a times. Photo. Um, probably. Be honest. One. He's, yeah. like, he's like three. He's like one he's like is four good. photos, eight edits, and six yeah. uh, filters it, it, later. It really depends. <laughs> and Facetune ten. If I'm in a place that I'm, I'm, can I'm not familiar that with, probably a few. Okay. All right. All right. What is your pickup line? <laughs> rapid fire! Rapid fire! Come on! Uh, is it in Spanish? I don't. I don't have pickup lines. I don't. He just has to stand there and be like, <laughs> he just stands there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dennis, where can our viewers uh, find you? On Instagram, as it is I, Dennis, uh, Facebook, Dennis Mencia. That's all. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, did you find something else? <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> Dewan, you're next. Oh, okay, good. Let's go. What's the most embarrassing song on your playlist? <laughs> Anything Kelly Clarkson. Keep going. That's not embarrassing. Yeah, yeah she's great. Uh, a little bit. What? <laughs> Kelly yeah, Clarkson. You know, yeah, but Kelly yeah. Clarkson. All right. Uh, what is your biggest pet peeve in regards to directors? Um, the directors <laughs> that don't take a second to say what this is about. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Yes. I, I think roll. that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Your dressing room must-haves. And I don't mean like Kleenex, whatever. I mean your personal items. Um, I must have... Um, Green uh, I need a jacket. I need it because I get cold very easy. No, I don't I don't mean that. But like your personal, like a picture of so-and-so or... Yeah, I do... Uh, no, I don't have any of those. Uh, my, just my must... I, no, because it all comes and goes with you that night because you might not be in there. The way productions are done right now, you might not be staying in that room or somebody might be coming in in between. You, you know, so they can save money or something like that. So I don't leave a lot of those I, unless you're like the big people who have their own trailers. And I haven't had my own trailer by myself yet. I usually share it with somebody else. I, I just thought put rapid out. fire was like one answer. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> We're getting to know people. Well, what's, yeah. the, what's, the, what's the, the no no, honestly, I, I could be on set for. I tried. I tried. kept going. <laughs> I could be on set for 10 minutes and I always bring my Betty Davis with. Uh, right. I'm not kidding. Because it, it gives me. Right. My, Whatever. Okay. Uh, who is your dream co-star? Do not say mm. Meryl Streep. Nothing like that. <laughs> who is your like dream co-star? Frances McDormand. Oh, that's a really mm. good answer. Mm -hmm. She's mm. a crazy bitch. Yep. Yep. I didn't know that until. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that until those last award show, and it came out. Anyway, go ahead. I think she's playing a little too hard at being crazy mm -hmm. though. Uh, what is the name of your biography? Um. Wow. Good one. Wow. Rapid fire. Come I on. Did that. I did that. I did that. That's mm -hmm. your title. Yeah. Been there, done I did that. that. I did that. Right. No, Pop just it. not a been there. I did G. that. Mm -hmm. You're up. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go. What yeah. is, because we know you as like, 
you know, this big outspoken activist. Angel? But what is your guilty pleasure TV show or movie that if we knew you watched it, we'd be like, oh my God. I don't watch TV. Okay, but what? like, what's your guilty pleasure movie Nothing. that's like Come on. a silly movie? <laughs> my God. <laughs> I'm not the fire. worst at this anymore. <laughs> no, you're not. I, I wish you gave me notes before we did the rapid fire. <laughs> no, no, it's called that's rapid not, fire. That's not the point. Just name a damn movie. What's Legally the blonde. silliest movie <laughs> that you love? I love Back to the Future. There you go. It's not a TV that's show. That's a good movie. What are you talking about? I know it is a great movie. It's a great movie. movie. But that's a lot a, of filmmakers a, a lot of that's filmmakers, a great, that's a brilliant script. A lot of filmmakers want to be deep, but Back to the Future is like deep shit. That's a great script. It was actually a great script with a good great special effects. Everything. Everything. If Roscoe's is closed. Magic. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> Your worst date. My worst date was a girl that was a blind date and she kind of hid somewhere waiting, watching me <laughs> while I'm waiting for her. <laughs> and we know your favorite fruit is French fries, so you're probably like, I, 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 while you were waiting. Yeah, I'll probably go to Denny's afterwards. <laughs> I love your worst date. <laughs> uh, worst fashion trend that you fell victim to? Uh, probably like everyone, like the mullet. No, not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Which I still have, kind of, in a cool. Half my listeners <laughs> like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a, is that a drink? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it should be. It's, yeah, it's an animal. If I gave you six million dollars mm -hmm. for a film, mm -hmm. what would your movie be about? Uh, red is blue. Ooh, good. Okay. After completing your novel, screenplay slash poem, what is your ritual? My ritual. Uh, probably, I'd have to agree with sleep. <laughs> yes. Sleep is Sorry, underrated. Alexander. But no, I, no, like I know we all have our own thing, yeah, 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 but yeah, not no, even no, that. No, like we go to the spa, <laughs> we get a massage. Korean spa does not matter. Uh, okay, I go to freaking We or Y Spa, whatever it's in Koreatown, and go. get butt naked and freaking go into a hot tub and go into the cold plunge and then lay down and take a nap for four hours, wake up and repeat. I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, where can our viewers, listeners, find you? Uh, gstrangeway.com and uh, redisblue.com and all my handles are gstrangeway Facebook is gstrangeway.official and you don't Instagram very much <laughs> I will get back to you in two weeks <laughs> she hasn't promoted this show on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter don't even think about it she has it blocked but I just have to point out we have all have so many different stories from entertainment <clears throat> but we're all doing our thing thank you guys so much thank what a you. fun very show yeah. this yes. was a lot of crazy yeah. Kurt thank you go home and be straight thanks Kurt <laughs> he's like I need to go home and play Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> <laughs> you take it to Mama Rose no we love it thank you Kurt you take it to Mama Rose you take it to Greg Boyd for taking Gang, our games uh, play video, video games too we'll thank see you, you next Tuesday yeah. <laughs> this has been on the rock on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On The Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On The Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday.